0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Holy moly, we're on episode 93 this Just week. Seven weeks away, guys. Hell yeah. Seven weeks away. Hell yeah, got some big things in the works, like you know how they like to say up here in Hollywood. So, got some things in the works. Let's see what happens for the big 100th episode. But for this episode, oh man, it's gonna be a great show. We got the one and only Patrick R. Walker coming on the show this week. Been teasing about this one. We we <laughs> we have had
1: a good debate. I love, pa- pa- yeah. pa- Patrick had me and Logan going. You know it's a he's all, you know, the Dr. Dreamy and Meredith, it's and Mick Dreamy. See, I don't even know. I don't even Mick know it's Ko Nick. It's Nick. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Whatever. If you guys know, you've been following us, you know Grey's Anatomy or The Resident. Our boy Patrick R. Walker has been on both. So we, we can't wait to talk to him about that. It's going to be an oh, yeah. interesting little debate.
0: Oh, know? yeah, man. Oh, yeah. And then we we got so much more to talk about in industry news this week. You know, we're talking Disney. We're talking Netflix because, I mean, it's inside the crazy ant farm, of course. We're talking Disney and Netflix. <laughs>
1: you, you know what? We got to know? I, I I don't know if you, but I've I noticed the last couple weeks, I got a little quibby.
0: Yeah. I got yeah, a little quibby
1: I got to scratch the past couple weeks. It's working its way up in there. I don't know. That's
0: hilarious. That's hilarious, man. But, yeah, so much to talk about. About. And of course, your hosts for this show this week are myself, J-Lo Fantastic, and the one and only Mal. What up? And you know, before we get this thing started, I gotta send a special shout out. To Tavia Marinovich, she has just been busting her ass with all of her stuff that she's got writing for Crazy Ant Media. She is
1: just brilliant,
0: phenomenal, first time writer, and she's killing it. She is
1: killing it. Yeah, we appreciate
0: everything that she does. And of course, make sure to go over to our website, guys, crazyantmedia.com, where you can click on the merchandise tab and. Get your spouse, your significant other, your child, something crazy on Crazy Ant Media's shop, because we got some amazing shit going on.
1: It's true, we do.
0: Hell yeah. It's true. Hell yeah. (laughs) Well, let's get it started with the Mouse House, man. Disney Plus, rocking and rolling. By no surprise, honestly, but they are uh getting more than they expected oh
1: yeah dude they had a huge launch of course it didn't come without problems because it was so huge the system shut down. <laughs> they yeah, weren't prepared it is for what it, is. it but you know they say that the first day we kind of talked about this 10 million subscribers on the first day we kind of talked about it they were predicting about 8 million users by the end of 2019 yeah. so in one day, they yeah. overshot that. So now, here's the thing, though: the early surge, they're saying, could see Disney's eventual target of 60 to 90 million global subscribers happen a whole lot sooner than they think. Like they said, they weren't even expecting to get 8 million until the end of this year. Yeah, they already had 10 on day one. So now they're thinking that 60 to 90 million gonna happen a whole lot sooner.
0: Oh yeah, by far. I mean, we click on it, and you're just like, I know every
1: single one of these freaking
0: titles. Uh, yeah. Like- and, and, and
1: you want to watch them again see that's the good thing that disney execs should be really happy about because you're right you, we know everything that's on there but it's not stopping us from wanting to watch it mm-hmm. again and again, again and again yeah. which is that's yeah. what you need I'm falling asleep to the x-men animated show man. <laughs> dude how great is that cartoon i know x-men so the animated good. series yeah. so good it, it, one of the best animated series ever yeah i know everybody talks about batman the animated series but x-men was right there man yeah, it was I agree. right there I agree. so to put that in perspective though because like you said, at the top the show, Netflix. We don't do Disney without Netflix, right? right? Over the twelve years that Netflix has been streaming, okay, doing this whole existence thing with the streaming, it's got sixty million subscribers here domestically, one hundred and fifty-eight million worldwide. Disney Plus might end up seeing over a hundred million in just the first three years, four times faster than Netflix.
0: Yeah, that's super crazy, man. I mean damn
1: <laughs> yeah i mean just and it, even if half because you know at&t's uh the ceo there came out and kind of yeah. oh congratulations you know yeah. and netflix kind of, oh congratulations but their big thing was yeah but how many are going to be around six months from now yeah well i'd be worried because i think more than half of those are still going to be around six months from yeah. now maybe that's
0: like we talked about off the show maybe that's him being worried about his exactly so i exactly. mean you know hbo max i mean that is by far one of the top most expensive streaming services. Yeah.
1: So yeah. I don't it's, know, man. I, I don't know either. They should be worried because I think Disney's got it going on. And one of the main reasons, I mean, if you guys saw it, let's let's talk about it for Baby Yoda. Yeah, man. Okay, we're talking about The Mandalorian, okay? The Mandalorian. Get this. Disney, they're calling it their flagship show because it was like the first sense. original show that yeah. launched on it, okay? Uh, it's the best new digital series launch of the year Mm. now i don't think that was unexpected there was a lot of talk about the mandalorian and everybody was kind of launching up to it they've been
0: teasing it for a good seven months too oh yeah oh yeah, marketing geniuses
1: so the top digital launch of the year but not at the top of the list for the shows that were watched that week in demand um okay if you guys don't know, it's by Jon Favreau. Yeah. It's basically a space western. This mm-hmm. is what he's kind of declared. It. And I said Baby Yoda at the top because spoilers, and I'm sorry, but you should have seen it by now because yeah, it's right? everywhere. It's my Twitter like, header. Yeah. Man. yeah. <laughs> exactly. And by toys arriving today. Yeah, yeah They should exactly. be in your stores
0: today, guys. Exactly. For the I'm not going to lie. We're both going to pick up some Baby Yoda Funkos. Oh, hell like, yeah.
1: <laughs> I can't imagine The Office without them. I know. Like, And it's okay. Favreau said it's okay to call him Baby Yoda. Yeah. Carl Weathers let slip that he might actually have a name though, and it's not Baby Yoda. But fuck it, we're calling him Baby I mean, Yoda. Hashtag. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> back to the the show was a huge, huge launch, and uh, it, it shot straight to the top three. Mm-hmm. Now here's the interesting thing: number one on the list was still Stranger Things, yeah, that's season crazy. three, because it's been out a while, but yeah. I guess people are still wanting to see it. And I was really shocked, but overly happy to see this one. Yeah. Titans yeah. was number two. DC Universe's mm-hmm. Titans was number two. And that's, I mean, wow. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think
0: for that one, it's just so, it's so new Compared to, compare to the, all these other superhero shows, I mean, of course, they've dabbled in the darkness a little bit, but this shit is it, dark uh, as fuck. Dude, man. It's R-rated. It's damn near X-rated. Yeah,
1: I'm not even yeah, I, mean, lie. I mean, there, there, like, there, there, there's nudity everywhere. There's drug use. Sex, there's cursing. Yeah, so there's much. violence. But it's all going to tell, like, this important story. It It's – They kind of jumped to the middle of the Titans. Like, if you guys remember when these characters first came out, it was the Teen Titans. But you notice the show is not called Teen Titans. It's Titans. So they kind of jumped. Ten years past the launch, and they're in the transition period where these guys are coming out of being teenagers yeah. and into grown adults. Uh-huh. And how does that transition take place and what's going on and kind of – a, th- and uh, that's what we're seeing. We're seeing exactly. Nightwing before our very uh, – the scenes between Dick Grayson and Bruce Wayne, the battle going on inside Dick's head to escape Batman's shadow is worth paying the yeah. subscription price alone. Yeah. So I think that's – you're right. I think it's the newness of it. I think it's it's – the the gritty darkness of it i think people are just swaying to it yeah. think, think doom patrol but even more edgy yeah doom Patrol's crazy titans is like edgy yeah and, 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 it, they work they work so well together. yeah and
0: in my opinion stranger things is this nowadays like sci-fi drama kind of like forensic or not forensic files but um the one with the dude from Californication. What the fuck's that yeah, called? Yeah, 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 X-Files. Yeah, yeah. X-Files. 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 Yeah. It's, it's kind of like today's X-Files. X-Files. It, it is. Deal with like the supernatural, the upside down and
1: like, it's just so, ah. I see. I see. I totally get that. But I'm just going to play the old card on I me. Mean, for me, the fascination with Stranger Things is the constant nod to the 80s. Yeah i'm an 80s guy and i mean anything 80s is popular so i mean i I really do like though how they brought back a lot of the 80s stars and have them in recurring roles and and or starring roles and different i I don't know for whatever reason it works the duffer brothers were brilliant it works so i agree
0: i agree well there is some disappointing news that we got to talk about in this disney section man um this is sad because we were huge fans of the show and just like Mm. cloak and dagger and just like all the other marvel shows marvel's runaways that was on hulu it was a hulu original yeah, i believe yeah. uh canceled, canceled after it. its third season
1: yes so this this is it this yeah. final season uh, the, the one thing i'm at least excited for is that cloak and dagger will be in this season yeah, exactly. the crossover finally happened so you know thank god they jumped before they got canceled right. but they're in this season it deals wholeheartedly with the darkness mm-hmm. um the one thing i do like though this must have been coming because the show creators the show runners did let the fans know in a statement that do not worry it will be wrapped up tidy it will close out there will be no like oh shit what's you know and so they must have known it was coming and that's knew good to write. you know
0: we've seen shows and we've been huge fan of shows that have gone off the air without a tidy wrapping up exactly kind of like scorpion exactly when that kind of gets that In that rhythm, so I'm happy they at least get to close the chapter.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we ran a poll and asked if people would like to see – cloak and dagger and uh the runaways continue on disney plus under the mcu and overwhelmingly yes yeah i think cloak and dagger i don't know so much about runaways but i think cloak and dagger could work because they're introducing moon knight yeah and we know that that's very dark in the realm of mystic arts and different things much along the lines of where cloak and dagger fall
0: yeah Uh,
1: you know i think possibly but
0: yeah. i, I, I don't And I mean speaking of polls it's kind of off topic here but i saw the one you ran about the joker sequel and there was like a lot of people that said no yeah they don't want to yeah. see that shit i
1: i agree <laughs> I, and we'll talk about that because we got some news about the joker sequel coming up because yeah. we can't do warner and you know we got to do warner media exactly um, exactly i know you're excited about this one dude it's so freaking cool the top three jeopardy winners of all time they're coming back yes yes i i mean and because we talk about this, too, like like the shout-out to Alex and all the stuff Alex yeah. is going through. And just so to have this idea that this epic battle between the three biggest champions of all time, Ken Jennings, you know, mm-hmm. um, and Brad Rutter and James Holzer, now, the, James the latest Holzer, one, yeah. yeah. So – and to have it hosted by – and it's going to be on ABC. The reason That's we're cool. talking about this under Disney is because I know that, you know Jeopardy syndicated, but this is going to be a big prime time mm-hmm. ABC event over a series of nights. That's
0: awesome. And
1: apparently it's the best out of three. The first yeah. contestant to win three – you know, is is going to get a million dollars. Yeah. So that that's
0: crazy. I know. These guys are going to, like, know everything. It's going to be fucking insane. I hope those buzzards are ready because oh, yeah. they're going to be, like, just inches apart, yeah, I feel it's like. it's
1: so hard, too, because remember, if you buzz before the question's done, yeah, you, exactly. you lock yourself you out. And yeah. you know these guys are all crazy yeah, trying like, to push. Like, Fuck. For anybody who doesn't, let's break it down because – there's some confusion as – because everybody kind of considers Ken Jennings as like the ultimate guy. Yeah. You know? I mean that's who I hear about. Right. Now, James did win more money. Yeah. But he did not win more times. Mm. That's the thing. Ken Jennings, he had 74 games in a row that he won, the longest in Jeopardy! history. But $3,370,000. Ah, I see. Uh, okay. James, the most current one, he won <laughs> $2 million Seven hundred and twelve, but he was the record for all fifteen top single day
0: winnings. Ah, so so on Final Jeopardy, he was betting like all that shit.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then you have Brad Rutter, the least talked about, Mm -hmm. but he actually won the most money—four million six hundred eighty-eight thousand. And he's never lost, mm. so I guess he they they retired him or or whatever they did. But he's never lost to a this is know.
0: hilarious to a human opponent. Exactly,
1: exactly. I mean, did he take on IBM computer, right, you know, exactly. the thing or whatever. Like what? He a, took on the World Web. Exactly. <laughs> and, and I know I know this one is exciting. Sterling K. Brown, he's everywhere, man. He's getting he ready is, to man. be on the marvelous Mrs. Maisel and stuff. He's going to be lending his voice to a Disney Plus feature documentary. One Day at Disney.
0: Yeah. This is exciting. Yeah, I'm really excited about it because you said i was talking about the executives and what they do in like a day to day
1: operations type shit. Exactly. It's going to uh, highlight, I guess, 10 specific people and their roles at Disney through the lens of this is where it gets really interesting through the lens of Bob Iger. Mm. So Bob Iger followed these people around. Yeah. It's basically this documentary being told by Bob Iger. Narrated by Sterling right. K. Brown. I mean, that's gonna be epic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. I don't even know what to think about that. Right. Uh, Fifty-two, four to seven-minute shorts. So mm. it's like, I, it's gonna be amazing. Yeah, this is gonna be really fun. I to mean. Watch. Mate, What
0: if this starts? What if he's today's Morgan Freeman? What if he starts narrating a whole bunch of shit? I'm not going to lie, he has kind of an iconic voice. He does
1: have a kind of iconic voice. And like a, he's in demand. Yeah, he uh, is. He is everywhere. This guy's doing films on the hiatus. He's doing other TV shows on the hiatus. Everybody wants like, him. And I, yeah, I could totally see that.
2: It and, make and we should sense. mention
1: Beth also, Susan Kalashwan. She exactly. was in, you know, A Beautiful Day. She, she, everybody on that show. Is basically, you know, seeing success coming yeah. off of This Is Us because Agreed. of the demand. So I'm not surprised at all Agreed. by
0: that. agree. Kate doing that um, faith-based movie. Yeah. I mean, just a whole bunch of shit. Oh, man. yeah,
1: man. I, I love it. Okay. We should talk about some stuff. Speaking of, we've got huge stars, thanks to ABC, that are getting ready to wrap up. This is true. Modern Family. Saying goodbye, final mm-hmm. season. Final. What are you going to do with your big stars when your show? <laughs> well, Julie Bowen mm-hmm. from Modern Family, she's going to be doing a new comedy for ABC. Oh, wow. Um, text Me When You Get Home. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a single camera comedy, mm-hmm. like they all are, uh, based on Kayleen Schaefer's book. Mm-hmm. And Julie Bowen is set to uh, produce the comedy. That's awesome. So that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, and this sounds like an interesting thing. It, uh, it's going to explore the unique and complicated bonds amongst women who grow up but never grow apart. So basically like, you know, lifelong friends who have kind of grown up and they're married now, they have their whole thing, but they're still like, you know, lifelong best friends. Yeah.
0: And I mean, this is really cool for a younger generation to see because in my experience, and I feel like it's completely different for you because I'm just saying, I feel like this is completely different. (laughs) Was that a gaffer joke? That was a (laughs) gaffer joke. Uh, Okay, It's It's okay. The people I grew up with, like I really, there's a lot of them I don't really care about keeping contact. There's maybe one or two, but I feel like there's a whole big group that you grew up with that you still keep in contact there, with. There
1: is it. There is, and and it it even has a name. You know the <laughs> See? The, the green thing yeah. game. And it was so funny because Lil Cam said that you know they had a little green thing in their neighborhood so it was nice to see it roll over but but basically if you if you're around my age guys and we're not going to discuss what age that is but <laughs> if you grew up when you know i grew up um you know they had these like on the corner or even in the middle of apartment complexes or whatever, these green square boxes they're basically electric transformers yeah. you know kind of a thing it had a little hum and it was always warm so when it was cold outside mm-hmm. it was warm and yeah our, our whole gang would like meet at the green thing yeah. and spend hours yeah. just talking and chatting and 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 it, you know be, i
0: think a big reason of that is being not being so sucked into cell phones that's a
1: gr- i mean yes you know y-
0: you're exactly it right it sucks it sucks that my generation and maybe even after me will not get to experience that because they won't get to
1: generate the unique bonds in life i i I love that you brought that up because and like you said you only have a couple of people that Mm -hmm. i think if you hadn't had that disconnect exactly you would have more yeah because i do i have lifelong friends i'm talking about people who like you know i'm in my just hitting teens maybe pre-teens
0: exactly that
1: we would gather there and talk and share life. Mm. And to this day, we all still talk. Exactly. We all still have conversations. We're all involved in each other's lives. Exactly. And you can go. You can go a span where you don't see each other for a little bit. But you're always there. You're always talking. Exactly. And you're always. And, and yeah, I, I, that's a great point, man. I know. As much as technology has evolved things, yeah. moved things forward, I think in many instances, you're right, it set things back. I
0: know. You know? know. So. Uh, so hopefully that changes, man. Hopefully that changes. Just, uh, seriously. <laughs> I, I don't know why we got off on the little life tangent. Because Oh, because they grew up but didn't grow apart because they're best friends. Yes. yes. Yay. Yay. And, but yes, life talk. Make sure your kids grow up with other good kids it, and it's stay true. lifelong friends. Like I did. Exactly. Like I, you,
1: Lil Cam. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. you're like let's get off of this but i gotta go back to just for a minute she's got her little group of lifelong friends that they've known each other since elementary school and i noticed the trend like you said so i would make them go to starbucks put down the phones Mm -hmm. and literally sit around the table and talk yeah and say you just put it down talk yeah and we would do that every week yeah like at least once a week sometimes multiple times a week and and to their credit they know how to carry on conversations without the phones and that friendship has lasted my bank account is empty now and thank god they're all adults can pay for their own stuff now um but it is important i think that round the table face-to-face conversation is important so do right by your kids man exactly
0: growing up in the social media era is not good and especially not good when the older people are also just discovering it as well so they're preoccupied and not thinking about their child that's
1: oh my gosh that's so such a good point. I know. Such a good point. It makes me think of that meme, you know, everybody complaining about the the boomers and or you know or the millennials mm-hmm. and you know blah blah blah. I saw this great meme said for all you people out there complaining about the millennials or complaining about the boomers, there's a group here in the middle that hates you both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. That's it's so like fun. shut the fuck up. Both of y'all are fucked up. It's so I do funny. feel Fortunate to come in that middle area, yeah. though, where, like you just said, I'm not, oh, this is a really cool electronic phone, and preoccupied yeah. by it, you know, it's kind of, you're in that middle stage where, okay, this is just how things are, mm-hmm. but also fortunate enough to have not been... Yeah. Stuck to it, yeah. I guess. I, I don't know. Wow, that was deep. That was, <laughs> Hold know.
0: on. Before we go on, not stuck to it, there's sometimes where we have to repeat some things because this man was texting and did not hear us. So don't let him fool you. He is also a little
1: controlled by the cell phone. No, that's true. But <laughs> most of the time, it's for, for the crazy end. You you know? Know. I mean, sometimes, you know, we're... we're Look, we can't lie. Our industry—it's based on this stuff. You know, you are—I feel you're right. You know, you are kind of locked to it sometimes because if you're not, you miss stuff. Yeah. I mean, gosh, we got—you got—you were sick the other day. You were down, and I know you—you know what I'm talking about. You—you go down for a day in our industry. You missed 75 exactly. stories. You, you don't know what happened. It's so much exactly. shit. It's so, and, and, and sometimes it's just politics or news because I'm the junkie for that too. Uh, but yeah, it's you know, okay. You know, it's, it's
0: fine. It's okay. fine. But speaking of
1: ABC, um,
0: they have given a script commitment with penalty to the Turners. And this is going to be a half-hour single-camera autobiographical family doctor's <laughs> comedy from writer Naomi Eppigin.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. And it looks like Damien Wayans is going to be involved yes. in this as well. Yep, yep. So that should be pretty interesting. I mean, another, just another person coming home to ABC, Damien Wayans. I mean, you know, spent a lot of time there on a couple of uh, sitcoms that were pretty successful. Yeah. So, um yeah, I mean, uh, okay, a lot of comedies. Have you have you noticed that's what seems to be the trend right, right. now? Everybody's trying to come back to that. It, and I'm not even going to lie. I think these things are buying them up because we've seen these huge half-a-billion-dollar payouts for successful comedies. Yeah. And it's all gearing for what can we fill our streaming service with once they make their run on network. I and, I mean, it makes sense to keep bringing in comedies. Mm-hmm.
0: Fox doing the same thing, man.
1: With the Cobra Kai guys. Yeah. That's interesting because Cobra Kai, not a comedy. Yeah. But nah, these guys all. are developing a comedy. Yeah. So um, it, 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 that's going to – it's untitled. Uh, as of right now but it's a workplace comedy centered around a misfit crew of on a nuclear submarine Mm -hmm. now that should be interesting because you Uh, know you're stuck underwater for six months at a time yeah you know yeah i I can only imagine i mean but i'm not gonna
0: lie coming from my point of view my personal opinion only it kind of seems like they're just throwing shit at the wall to see what sticks
1: i I don't doubt that either (laughs) i don't i I, I mean because i I mean we hear about this all the time though You, you know For every 30 that you buy, two hit yeah yeah i mean but but if you don't buy 30 then you might not get the two
0: yeah exactly because that's the thing if you you don't don't take take the chance chance, then you're stuck in your normal routine and that's when reboots get made so it's like kind of a knock but i kind of understand but i'm just gonna be on i'm probably not gonna check it out
1: no 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 (laughs) no. but i do like though that they go for the hot people speaking of queen and slim director melina Mm Matukis, she just signed a first look deal with fx uh Mm -hmm. fx if you guys don't know disney we're still on disney um she's gonna create um and develop tv shows for for all of the fx networks yeah so i feel like if you're gonna buy and take hits and take you know go with the talented ones go with the proven ones so uh, and i i mean the movie hasn't come out yet but i'm betting it's gonna do really well yeah and i, I mean, think there's you know, a lot of
0: talk about that one
1: there is there is it is some controversial talk yeah. about it so i mean but hey any talk is good talk mm-hmm. so controversy or not the the name is out there and we just talked about this literally the the success of this is us um, their producer and writer, Kay Oyegun, mm. she just signed an overall deal with 20th Century Fox TV, which, as you guys know, um, is the studio behind the TV show. Mm-hmm. So even though 20th Century Fox, Disney. <laughs> okay. um, and, yeah, she it has been on This Is Us since the series began. As a, She moved her way up from a staff writer, and now she's a producer and, and one of the head writers. So good for her yeah and i guess disney's seen taking a chance on her seeing the success that she's had and boom you know so oh, yeah what are you gonna do <laughs> i mean you know yeah look and and didn't we just we, we talked about this a couple weeks ago mandy moore's doing a, a sitcom with one of the this is us people for abc so there you go abc is taking a chance and like trying to i think steal away maybe from nbc some of these this is us people yeah it's crazy <laughs> <laughs> okay this is my quibby you know what I'm talking about? Sure, you got to sc- sc- scratch the Quibi. You guys, <laughs> if you haven't heard, and maybe we should stop joking about it, take it seriously, because apparently they're serious. Yeah, right. Quibi is, is, is the company that was formed by Jeffrey Katzenberg, former Disney guy, a former DreamWorks animation guy, and Meg Whitman, who is former uh, Hewlett Packard CEO. Um, this thing is getting serious man they have gotten a shit ton of huge stars attached to do projects and if you guys haven't heard this is for like short form quick tidy stuff that you watch on your phone yeah but they're doing these epic projects well the latest one that they just announced is a a reboot of or a reimagining of swimming with sharks Mm. i Anybody who's ever been in the entertainment industry or wanted to be in the entertainment industry knows Swimming with Sharks. There's yeah. a reason why we call the industry Swimming with Sharks. Yeah, And this was a brilliant movie back in the day, 1990s, with Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey was an agent who hires this little writer to be his assistant. And basically, I mean, I don't want to spoil the movie for people, but ties him up. Basically, just puts him through the ringer. And this poor guy, this poor writer, this poor guy is like, what the fuck? Why are these people like batshit crazy? But it really does show the good and the bad sides of the industry. Well, they're redoing it. Kathleen Robertson, who... Honestly, guys, the last thing I ever really remember her predominantly featured in was Beverly Hills 90210. Oh, wow. Look her up. Kathleen Robertson. Um, She's going to write and executive produce this one, which is a contemporary update is what they're saying of the original film um in this one though it's not going to be a a male it's going to be a young female assistant at the center of a studio filled with the sharks manipulators schemers you know the bad people but she's gonna outwit them all nah so interesting yeah i'm I'm totally down for this one i mean i gotta get quibby
0: yeah, I mean right, like shit. I mean do we know the details of like if it's a subscription service, like you need to sign up? Don't or know anything yet. I have I to do some research, that. man. We
1: are because they are just lining up people. Right. oh uh, Zach Efron. Oh shit. <laughs> this one I'm like, what? These these next two are a little weird. <laughs> Zach Efron is gonna star in a series for Quibi also. Yeah. And it's called Killing Zac Efron. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, basically, what they're going to do is they're going to take Zach and they're going to drop him off in the middle of a dangerous island in the middle of a jungle for three weeks. What? And he will only have basic survival gear <laughs> and has to survive for the three weeks in the middle of the jungle on a dangerous island. Uh, is what? This, is this like reality TV? What they, the fuck? they said this is not a joke. They liken it to Man vs. Wild.
0: So yeah. Apparently. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. So what the fuck?
1: Survivor, but Zach Everett. Yeah, with Zach. What I mean, the fuck? I just think they're like, let's find a way to get Zach shirtless, put him into the wild, and have people watch him. I, I really feel like that's that's <laughs> oh. what I, I don't know. Um
0: that's another one man i just that really
1: think crazy. people will watch it though yeah, yeah. for some odd for reason sure. people will watch it yeah and then i just read literally before we started recording this that joe jonas has signed on to do one what the fuck? based on his popular instagram stuff cup of joe and it's basically going to be a traveling fashion foodie type show by Joe Jonas, called Cup of Joe. All right. So they have huge movie stars doing big movies. We've talked about it in the past. Listen to the old shows; you'll you'll hear what we're talking about. Now they've got some TV stuff going on. They've got Cup of Joe. That right. Quibby. Quibby, man. Look yeah. it up. Quibby. Oh my goodness. I don't even know. Quibby. All right. This next one. J-Lo brought it up. Joker, we ran a poll. Because, and, and this whole thing was crazy. Mm-hmm. The Hollywood Reporter jumped out. Bam! In your face. Done deal. Sequel happening. Joker. Gonna get it. Boom. Everybody's attached. Everybody's coming back. Deadline, just a couple hours after that, basically called him out and said, Mm-mm. No. False. Never said, never happening, not a done deal, and, and basically called out the Hollywood Reporter saying that the report was BS. Mm. Um, okay, so then now, finally, Todd Phillips has responded. Here's the real deal. This is what happened. Todd Phillips said, yes, meetings happened. We did discuss the sequel. We did discuss the other ideas that have been talked about in both of those articles, which is I would like to explore an origin series with several dozen DC characters. All of that is true. No, no contract has been signed for myself, for Joaquin Phoenix, or for any film at this point. So, talks happened, nothing happened green lit or signed yet right there it is it's a That's possibility it's a possibility but it's not full green lit
0: yet but Goodness gracious.
1: yeah so everybody kind of ran with it um and based on our poll and based on our own thoughts I, I, i'm thinking the idea for him to pursue other villain origins based on what he was able to do with joker seems like a really solid idea but yeah. nobody wants to see a follow-up to the joker yeah um, which makes sense because they've all but eliminated the fact that he'll ever cross with the new Batman, Robert Pattinson's right. Batman or whatever. So they, it, it, just leave it. Okay, that's the origin story. Now that's my thought and process yeah, on it. Put exactly. it out there. Boom, let it be. Yeah. If he could do that with so many other mm-hmm. characters, so many interesting characters in the DC universe – I think it would be epic. Yeah. I think there's room for that. And apparently that was the negotiation going on. You know, Warner Brothers, like, you can have some, but you can't have others, and we got to do this, and we can't do that, and so we'll just keep following this one, but it seems to be the general consensus is nobody wants a Joker sequel. No. Yeah. Because, I mean, in my
0: opinion, you're kind of making him out to be an anti-hero if you keep giving him his own solo films In my opinion, just because the audience is going to be like, oh, shit, that motherfucker is a badass. Right. So, I mean – Origin stories, that's completely fine because you get where the villain is coming from when they are facing off against the Cape Crusader or Superman right? somebody like that. Like a Lex Luthor film, that would be badass.
1: It would be badass. Uh, my personal favorite, we talked about this the other day, Deathstroke. Yeah. I think would be brilliant. To, it should be a war story. Yeah. For anybody who's not familiar with the comic books, Deathstroke was, was – in the, soldier, in the in the in yeah. a soldier in an army and and a, you know he got manipulated and in this special soldier experiment that gives him the powers and shit and turns him into an assassin and all that kind of shit but to see an epic war story play out and to see the progression of how he becomes this ultimate assassin in deathstroke would be epic i I just those type things and then like what he did with joker just end it and leave it to the fans imagination exactly what goes on from there is all up to to, i mean i think that's a smart idea and our poll was i mean Pretty significant, right? It was more than half, I think, said, no, don't do it.
0: Yeah. Um, A good, I felt, last time I checked, it was a good, like, high 60s, low 70s percentage. Yeah, of not
1: wanting it. Yeah. So, you know what they do want, though? That Zack Snyder cut. (laughs) They They want the Zack Snyder cut. Release the Zack Snyder cut. Both Wonder Woman and the previous Batman, Gail Gadot and Ben Affleck, both got on the bandwagon, both tweeted to release the Snyder cut. We've talked about this on past shows. We know momoa has apparently seen it confirmed that it does exist um it it must exist because Zack snyder retweeted gal gadot and ben affleck's Mm -hmm. tweets about release the snyder cut i don't think he'd do that if he didn't have one finished and ready to go um so it's just gaining unbelievable momentum um, Kevin Smith – I mean I can't, I can't even name all of the people that I've seen tweeting about releasing yeah. – even Marvel stars and That's directors exactly. are promoting like, release the it. Snyder Cut. Um, so – and look, man, they keep releasing shit and t- like pictures and, and different things that Snyder – Apparently, like story it's yeah, that pretty epic. happened. Wonder Woman so apparently met Darkseid one on one. We know that Deathstroke and Luther were more heavily involved in yeah. his cut, and they were setting up the Legion of Doom. Um, just so much, and Darkseid. Like yeah. I said, Darkseid alone. Exactly. I want to see it. Exactly. Um, and we
0: have our theories why this might not ever see the light of day, at least theatrically. I mean, in my opinion, they wanted to release one, so they're just like. Boom, this one done. Like, we don't want any more drama. If you have, but if the fans really want it, release it on HBO Max.
1: Yeah, well, and and here, then I saw this today. HBO Max's Instagram account apparently liked one of the release the Snyder <laughs> really, Cut damn. posts. So that That's all, all kinds of speculation yeah. about whatever. But that, yeah, Kevin Smith basically said the same thing. It released it on HBO Max. It would be a driver to get subscribers because clearly there's a massive amount of people who want to see it who would all subscribe if the only place they could see it was HBO Max.
0: Exactly, Um, man.
1: And, you know, we talked about this before we started taping too. The other downside is what if it doesn't live up to the hype? Yeah. I mean, Warner Brothers has got to be thinking that also. What, yeah. okay, the fans want. Sometimes the myth is better than the reality, yeah. you know? And all these fans are clamoring just knowing it's going to be the ultimate badass, live up to the Avengers type movie. But what if it isn't? Yeah. What if they release it and they. Eh, it sucks. I know. Uh, not to say I don't think that's the case, but you can't tell me Warner Brothers is at least not thinking about it. Yeah. And, you know, publicity is publicity. And what if you never release it? People keep talking about it. Look exactly. at the Save Daredevil campaign. Exactly. You know, the more they keep talking about it, the more they keep talking about you. Yeah. You release it. It's over. They exactly. stop talking about you. Exactly. So I, I'm Especially just saying. Especially
0: when you get big characters involved. <laughs> exactly. Like, exactly. that is fucking insane. Man.
1: So I don't know. We don't know the reasoning. We don't know what's going on, you know, kind of a thing. So, but we're just going to have to follow it. kind yeah. Kinda, and kind of, you know, keep... I don't know. I don't know. We're just gonna have to find out. Yeah. Will it or won't it be released? Right. You know, we'll know though, because yeah. we're on top of that yeah. shit. We'll let you it, know. It was
0: a massive trending thing on Twitter this past week. Oh so. yeah, I mean, it, it was really it was insane, insane. and it especially with a, like we said, said, with all the actual actors and directors, and just interaction with everybody. It yeah, was so much speculation, so many hypotheticals. But so. see,
1: and then there's all kinds of stuff like that every week. Yeah, like like even today. When the when the the release the Snyder cut started dying down, now we've got speculation out there. Apparently, Favreau going to take over Lucasfilm. All right? Like, you know, we didn't even bring that up with the Mandalorian. The genius behind the Mandalorian. Yeah. Apparently, because of the success of that and you know it's long been rumored kathleen kennedy is stepping down now it looks like at least according to you know insiders right. um that Favreau has been approached for the job so we're for that by the way <laughs> but we'll see it's yep. just but talking about the reason i brought that back up and threw that in there is because it's that type of stuff mm-hmm. it's just we don't know exactly. just because somebody says he talked about it or thought about it doesn't mean that that's gonna happen or that exactly. that's the case so you gotta you gotta like you know Know, and we try not to do that yeah i think so anyway on the industry news we try to just keep to this happened mm-hmm. you know kind of a thing so not speculation exactly speaking I mean, of this happened exactly uh, michael b jordan headed to hbo max Makes this sense. one excites me man yeah. like like you said they're expensive so they gotta have shit that's gonna draw people to pay that extra price michael b jordan Mm. i mean you know he's that guy i think yeah
0: well i remember remember last year he inked a overall film deal with warner brothers and an overall tv deal with uh amazon Exactly. so it makes sense you know
1: and and he's he's producing a film for hbo max so that clearly falls under his deal with warner brothers for the film um him and Alania Mayo, his partner with uh, Fashionably, I mean, with his uh, production company, they're developing a comedy called Fashionably Black, which, mm. by the way, is the working title. Yeah. yeah they, they wanted to make that clear for some reason, but yeah. it's the working title uh, under their Outlier Society production banner. Mm-hmm. So um, this one's interesting. It's set in the world of haute couture. The comedy explores what actually happens when you put a black woman at the top spot in a fashion fashion. You know, company. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's going to follow viral sensation Zoe Bankhol, who, after becoming the industry's first and only black woman creative director for a French couture house, must contend with short deadlines, petty rivals, and, you know, all this kind of stuff. So, okay. Interesting, you know. (laughs)
0: Yeah. I mean, personally, I don't know much about the fashion industry and especially what goes on in in a day to day executive's life. So, I mean, especially if you are a colored
1: woman. Exactly. So, yeah, I, I mean, it, I'm right there with you, bro. Yeah, we're I mean, gonna learn
0: some shit. I, I
1: hope so. Yeah, my mind—I'll my, my, be honest. My knowledge of the fashion industry is "The Devil Wears Prada." <laughs> Great film, and um david John, bro, from Shark Tank with Fubu. I, I don't know anything else, you know, other than those. That—that's my fashion right yeah. there. So, anything I know about the business or the industry. If it didn't happen in that movie or if, <laughs> if Damon ain't talking about it on Shark Tank, I have no clue. Right. I have no clue. Oh, <laughs> so my
0: goodness. We shall see. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, man. Now hopping over to Netflix. Man, this one is just freaking epic because it's bringing back a classic title that we have not talked about or heard about since the 70s. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Uh, no. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Chinatown. Yeah, yeah. I mean Nicholson. I mean, yeah. You know, I, I'm just poking fun at you because because you're young. I think though the reason the gap. In, in the not talking about it though because it was such a staple in in film yeah uh, you know the, but nicholson went on to have so many yeah, legendary after roles that. after that yeah. that yeah you kind of after so many years you start talking about all his other legendary was, stuff yeah. but chinatown man it was epic it yeah. was it was like really the one that kind of after easy rider launched nicholson to, mm-hmm. to superstardom, and um so Yeah, and then, I mean, come on. And you're also, David Fincher is going to be involved. Mm -hmm. So, this is a prequel, though, guys. And we were talking about this off the show. Are are they going to go the whole freaky (laughs) de-aging thing and kind of get Nicholson involved and de-age him? Or, like, how is this going to work? Right. Because, I mean, we
0: know that Netflix is fans of that technology. Because I mean, they use it in Stranger Things, The Irishman, and I mean, I, I he's retired. Like he is. Leave, leave the man alone. He is.
1: And and guys, this is a series. I just don't see Nicholson signing on to do some yeah. sort of even if it is only eight episodes. Yeah. I, I just I, I don't see that. Maybe narrating. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's being told from the old character's point of view, talking back to the to prequel yeah. days or whatever. I I don't know. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, they're trying to get David Fincher to direct. He is involved producing and creating and bringing it on. They're trying to get him to direct the pilot. Um, So, I I don't know. We'll just keep an eye on this one because I think it's going to be really – I think the series is going to be great regardless of what direction they try to do it in unless they try to DH Nicholson. Then I think it will be a disaster. Yeah.
0: But, But, I mean, Netflix, man, they've definitely been putting that content on their streaming service since all the other ones have been – Uh, popping up they have they have i mean this next next one kevin hart is set to give a behind the scenes look at his life in the forthcoming six-part netflix documentary series don't fuck this up
1: (laughs) this is gonna be really good man i'm excited about this one because they're giving him unprecedented access they're gonna be following him around and he's gonna be talking about like all the shit that went down over the last Mm -hmm. couple of years like the, the 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 oscar fallout from the from the joke that he made uh the the cheating on the wife and being the video the being caught and Mm -hmm. like the the, recent accident like all this shit yeah he's given just like yeah i'm gonna talk about it all yeah and not just him he's i guess they're gonna be interviewing the wife and friends and like people involved i mean how can you not want to watch that yeah i mean fuck And he's everywhere.
0: Yeah, he is. I mean, next Jumanji is coming out. It's tracking around like 30 or 40 plus, actually. It is. At the box office for the first weekend. So I'm excited for him. He's definitely on a peak right now. He He
1: is. is. And you know why I think that he's been able to survive all of the shit that he's going to be talking about in this documentary? Because he owned it. Oh, yeah. This is a guy who who said, No, he said, Look, I'm flawed. I am a flawed individual. I make mistakes, and I am trying to do right by fixing these mistakes or or, or being a better human being. He didn't try to deny them. He didn't yeah. try to do all this shit. He just owned it and said, I'm sorry. I'm human. Exactly. And, and I think that's how you survive so you this do. shit. You know, because people do make mistakes. And when you're put into all these situations, especially when you're famous and shit's just being thrown at you all the time, you know, sometimes you fuck up. It's I mean, okay, neighbor. Just tell it's me how right. you feel. That's right. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Hold on. Let me get my puppet. Right. No, no. Exactly. <laughs> that was a little creepy. I'm just I'm saying. I'm just saying. Or that moment with the silence. We're going to talk about this, guys. Don't worry. We're going to talk about this during box office. But Jesus Christ. Am I right? That moment with the minute of silence it just kept slowly moving into his face yeah i was like what what is (laughs) going on here man i I feel really uncomfortable Uh, right
0: now a beautiful day in the neighborhood will be talked about guys just wait just wait okay i know right um next one idris elba is set to join netflix's the harder they fall it's an all-black western produced by the one and only jay-z
1: yeah how awesome is that Mm -hmm. um storylines basically they're following this outlaw named nat love Um, who upon discovering the man that killed his parents two decades before is being released from prison and he goes on this like a vengeful hunt for him. Um, I mean, this is awesome. Yeah, Um, exactly. Because honestly, in my
0: personal opinion, um, the African-American community doesn't really make Western films. No, so not- I feel like this is completely new territory and I'm excited what's going to happen.
1: Yeah, and you know they they had a little bit of I I think at least, probably where Jay Z got the idea is when they redid the Magnificent Seven and, yeah. and saw the success yeah. that Denzel had. Yeah. You know, maybe and, he was and like, and oh, like, wait a minute. Um, Django
0: Unchained. With Django Unchained. Yeah, so
1: maybe like, he's like, wait a minute. Maybe we could tap into this. And exactly. so, th- yeah, I'm excited for that. And it, if you're going to go that route, Idris, I mean, is the guy yeah, to do it, right? Badass. I mean, badass for sure. Um, this next one interesting to see because we should go on this podcast we should go on this podcast (laughs) netflix has launched a companion think talking dead but for the crown it's basically this like companion podcast for the crown and they're talking with the creator of the show peter morgan and they kind of like dive deep into each episode and what's going on and what the, the premise was and how they came up with this or uh, all these different things, talking to the cast and crew on some of them and, and like, so, uh, like I said, I just kind of really liken this to Talking Dead. Yeah. But for The Crown.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like they're going to have to do a lot of fact-checking on this to see how shit actually went down and then how it's portrayed in the show. Yeah, because, and, I mean, that's kind of one of the joys I have with this show. It's kind of doing the research and being like, oh, shit, Margaret was fucking crazy. Yeah, like, yeah.
1: And, and to their credit, they haven't fictionalized a whole lot. A lot of it is pretty – which is probably why the, you know, the, the royal family is not all behind it. 'Cause I mean it makes sense. You know, it's not all pretty for the royal family. Exactly. <laughs> so, and there
0: was a lot of crazy shit. I mean, we know we see in the news now Prince Andrew. Yeah. I mean, I you mean he had to step that,
1: away. But... I mean, with the whole Jeffrey Epstein thing, yeah, we don't know what's going on there. And look, guys, this season's gonna end on the whole moving into the Diana, Princess Diana, Charles, Camilla thing. So you know it's going to get Yeah. That's not going to be nice. You know cuz there's a lot of bad shit that went down well, there. Well, what if like, now with the whole Prince Andrew shit they put that in the show? They, Towards
2: they, they could. The end. They, I yeah. mean,
1: because that was going on yeah. then. So yeah, exactly. I mean that could potentially be, you know, 80s and 90s is when he yeah. was doing all that supposed stuff. Mm. So, mm, that could definitely be in there. Mm-hmm. I got to say I I mean, I, so far not a fan of uh Olivia Colman.
0: Really? I don't think she's bad. I don't think she's bad.
1: I guess I was just so big a fan of Claire Foy. Oh, yeah, Claire's
0: fucking great. I mean it, it it was
1: I I really
0: just still I'm not think... a f- I'm not a fan of her husband there. I'm, yeah, I see. I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't I'm think... fine with Olivia because I feel like she'd be more mature, so she would have it more composed the whole time. Because like Claire, Fourier, she's kind of learning the ropes a right, little bit, right. so she might be a little off the hinges, uh, yeah. if you will. So, but more mature. But yeah, I just
1: really don't like the husband. No, I, I I don't either. Philip. I, yeah, like, I do like Helena. I think she's a good transition I for Margaret. Too. Yeah, I that's just, really good. I don't know. I mean, I because I've seen Claire and other stuff, and yeah. she's just a really wonderfully gifted actress i yeah. feel like they could have just aged her up mm-hmm. and she could have played the mature queen mm-hmm. you know going into it or whatever. i, I don't know. just my opinion i have only watched two episodes so i'm not like you know locked down to oh right. i can't stand a little yeah. you know maybe she'll grow on me I, I don't know just my initial thought process is yeah. like mm-hmm.
0: yeah
1: you know and it, so. and it
0: was kind of fucked up the, the way they it kind of felt like they didn't trust their audience's intelligence level on, yeah, in the first yeah, episode. Yeah, when they
1: show us Claire and they show us Olivia, like, like oh,
0: look, yeah. it's a different person. We realize, like, we've seen all the cheeser trailers. We've seen all the trailers. Like, we know it's going to be a different yeah. person. Yeah, and they even the wrote jump. the
1: line in. Yeah. Like, they even had to clarify. It's like you're a different it's person. It's like you're a different pe- People change. Like, no shit. We get it. You're a different actress. Right. We get it. It's like. Fine. Yeah. That that was – I agree with you. Just yeah. a wholehearted, like – you you guys are stupid. Right. We got to tell you what's going on here. No, no, no you don't.
0: Exactly. So anyway. crazy shit, man. Crazy shit. Um, this next one's kind of cool though because this is kind of experimenting with a side that Fast and Furious hasn't really touched on, and that's the kid side of things. Yeah,
1: we talked about this on the show a couple months back when they announced that they were going to do an animated yeah. series, but now they're starting to release all of the details. Mm-hmm. Uh, they released some of the images and the synopsis uh, and the official name. Fast and Furious Spy Racers, yeah. and you don't have to wait long for it. it comes out day after Christmas. So, yeah. and I mean this this had to have come as no surprise because yeah. how do you do a Fast and Furious without Dominic? Um, the story is going to feature dominique Toretto's teenage cousin, yeah. Tony Toretto, mm-hmm. who is recruited by a government agency along with his friends to infiltrate an elite racing league. Um, so there you go kind of along the same lines of yeah, fast and furious basically. but you know like the later talk- films
0: that's basically the later films but it is what it is and it's fine it's it, it's exploring new areas because if you want i mean people are just trying to follow in marvel's footsteps i'm not gonna lie i, I think so. with family friendly and like you know also keeping it real so i feel like they're trying to branch out and keep this franchise alive, basically. Agreed. So they're going into the kids side.
1: Agreed. So. And where you know now, this next talk about bringing Paul Walker back digitally for the yeah, day, just I'd Stop. rather th- see them move forward with the animated shit than try to do that. because yeah. I just think that's a big mistake. Mm-hmm. This next one, I was surprised by. Yeah. Vikings. I'm a huge fan of Vikings. I've been watching the entire run on history. I'm a huge fan of the show. I think it's brilliantly done. It's coming to an end, as you guys know, because all great things end. Yeah. Which sucks. But uh, Vikings is ending. Well, they're doing a sequel. So you would think, right, like a sequel, but it's actually going to be like way down. Yeah. you would think History Channel, right? right. Wrong. Netflix, Netflix is picking it up. Netflix has announced they've given the green light to the sequel. It's gonna be called Vikings Valhalla. Mm. It is a continuation of the original series because, like I said, it's a, it's a sequel. But it's going to take place actually 100 years after the events of Vikings. Um, it's going to follow the stories of the most famous Vikings ever to live. You know, Leif Erikson and Harold uh, Harada and Fridays and William the Conqueror and a bunch of other ones that yeah. you've actually heard of. Because yeah. I feel like uh, with, with, with the... St- characters in in um vikings not a lot of people had known about them prior to vikings so uh, now we're going to get into the more famous you know kind of vikings so it'll be interesting to see how this one's gonna i guess uh the final season of vikings also uh next month Mm -hmm. so and then this one's going into production so it won't be too long yeah probably six months maybe the end of the year that we see that happen again um Interesting. We talk about this all the time, and you bring this up a lot, and it's a good point. Is this everybody trying to capitalize on the Game of Thrones success now that Game of Thrones is gone? We've got Amazon doing Lord of the Rings. Now we've got Netflix doing Witcher and um, Vikings. Vikings. Yeah. You know, is everybody trying to capitalize on this medieval feel? Exactly. So you know, and. I think it's going to be... Vikings has a huge fan base, so I think it's going to be interesting to see, you know.
0: But I'm not even going to lie. Maybe... I don't know, because all these series, they haven't come out yet. So I feel like it's a dangerous game having kind of a little gap in between. I understand maybe, but... People change their minds on so much it's, different stuff. I mean, we were all into zombies, and then we were all into, like, Dungeons and & Dragons. And it's like, true. Now, I don't even know. This, this is us, is really, right now. And Titan superheroes. So, I, I mean, mean yeah. Because, I mean, superheroes are also taking over the TV side of things. So
1: It's true. I mean, it, 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 it. And we talk about this all the time, and we try to do this with our own projects and our own company. But it's not about now. It's about what's going to hit Exactly. A year from now, mm-hmm. five years from now, you have to be thinking ahead. Exactly. So you're right. Like by bringing these things on that are still kind of relevant now, will it be relevant when it hits? Exactly. And I mean, it's a great point. Hell yeah. I, I, I don't know. I guess we're just going to have to find out. Yeah. Margot Robbie hot right now. And I'm not talking looks. I'm talking about hot property. She's a hot property right now. She's actually going to deliver a show for Netflix. um, An adaptation of Made, Hard Work, Low Pay, and A Mother's Will to Survive. It's based on a book. And Margot Roby and John Wells. John Wells, you know... West Wing, a bunch of shit. He's famous, famous yeah. television producer. Um, they're going to executive produce this show. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting. It's going to center on a single mom who turns to housekeeping to barely make the ends meet as she battles against poverty and homelessness. And shameless writer Molly Smith Meltzer is going to be the showrunner. So – I mean, you got Margot Robbie, John Wells, and 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 Molly involved from Shameless. I feel exactly. like you, you got a hit.
0: A whole bunch of great creators. I mean, yeah, I agree.
1: I mean that that it's we talked about it at the top of the show. You know, you you're taking risks if you're gonna do that. Take risks on proven people. You know, so. Hmm, I don't know. (laughs) It's going to be an interesting one. Hell, yeah.
0: This next one is also an interesting one, man. Uh, Apple, I don't know if anybody has seen this, but wow, Um, just canceled the planned premiere of its film, The Banker. There was a lot of buzz over this one, too, over new concerns the company now has regarding the film.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was supposed to open at the AFI premiere uh, fest last night. It was supposed to be the opener. Canceled. Netflix, by the way, shoved in a film there to take the place. Mm-hmm. But um, It's like,
0: it's okay, I'm here.
1: Yeah, and the official statement was is that last week some concerns surrounding the film were brought to their attention. So Apple, along with the filmmakers, said they needed some time to look into these matters to determine what the next steps would be. Yep. And from doing a little bit more research so that we could talk about it in the show, apparently there's some, some – they're worried about some of the actual factual stuff in it yeah. because um, this is a true story if you guys aren't familiar with it. It's a true story and now the, the, there's some some question as to whether some of this stuff might have been fictionalized and maybe an inaccurate uh, – troublesome so, not yeah. just like – because I mean every film is fictionalized a little bit. yeah. But I mean maybe like inaccurately portraying what did or did not yeah. happen. So, so kind of so. like Harriet Tubman being white. <laughs> Yeah, with Julia, right? yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, we'll be gosh. talking about that one too. <sighs> that, that, yeah, but exactly like that. <laughs> Something that's just not historically correct. Apple's had a tough time of it, man. They have. You know, everybody's talking about watch Apple, watch Apple, watch Apple, and and I think
0: they're the ones that's struggling right now. Yeah,
1: I mean, the morning show came out and it didn't. I think live up to the hype everybody was hoping it would live up for, and and had some controversy behind it, and yeah. so now this and like so their first show out the gate was iffy. Yeah. Now their first feature film that they had planned for yeah. theater
0: is iffy. I and guess that one with Jason Momoa. Bimoya is doing fine right now, though, uh, See, C. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know. I, but I think that might be the one that's capitalizing on Game of Thrones. Yeah. That, that kind of has a little feel to that yeah. as well.
1: Eisner, apparently, Michael Eisner, former D- Disney CEO, has seen all of them. And he said one was really great, couple were good, and then <laughs> he said one was just not even worth yeah. it. And he wouldn't mention which one. Mm-hmm. But just so... You know they I feel like they're batting maybe 50, yeah. 50 50, you know, yeah. like 500. Um I don't know. I don't I, I you know, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. They got a, I mean a long way to go. A yeah, long of way to go. I feel like they did maybe in this instance maybe Apple launched too soon. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We'll yeah. see. Yeah, I mean
0: I think maybe they were just trying to get into it since it was the hot thing and
1: beat disney yeah they they did launch what just a little bit before disney right yeah. so I, I feel like maybe like they, they launched to... that
0: november 1st and disney launched november uh, 12th yeah
1: so. and maybe apple wasn't ready i don't know yeah. maybe um I have, this next one is pretty, pretty
0: interesting. interesting uh CBS, cbs and viacom power paramount pictures is in final talks with noah noah hockley Uh, To write and direct the next Star Trek film. And I'm guessing a lot of people out there are like, what? What about Quentin? I know he was talking about that. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Exactly. And Noah Hawley. This one has me extremely pumped. Because if you guys aren't familiar with that name, he's the guy behind Legion. Yeah. And if you watched Legion... One, you're probably way fucked up because that show like was so visually just out there. You were like on an acid trip every time you watched it, but it was brilliant. Yeah, it was Legion, Professor X's son. You know, it was X Men in that universe or whatever. But absolutely brilliant. So when they said this guy's coming on to do a Star Trek film, I'm like, fuck yeah! (laughs) This is just be prepared though because you're probably going to be on an acid trip when you go in there, but it's going to be okay. Um. But yeah, you, you, he's going to do it in conjunction with J.J. Abrams and Bad Robot mm-hmm. because apparently J.J. Abrams is the Star Trek guy now with right. Paramount, um, even though that's not his home right. anymore. But okay. He's allowed um, to. Exactly. Um, you, you brought up a good point, though. What about Quentin? Because that was the rumor. He was doing it. Apparently, that is still in the works. There, it's going to be a spin off Star Trek film that Quentin is going to be doing. Um, and they want him to direct, but they don't know if that one's going to happen, and that one is going to also be with J.J. Abrams mm-hmm. involved, and it's going to carry the R rating like they've been talking about. Mm. So I don't know what that means. Does that mean it's going to involve the Kirk crew, mm-hmm. or is it just going to be a totally different ship with a totally different storyline and a to- that, that takes place? I don't know what spin-off means, right. but you know, I guess we'll find out. Yeah. So Tarantino not dead. He's still doing <laughs> a Star Trek thing, yeah. but – Apparently not the next one. I, I, this is interesting to me that they announced it, though, with Noah Hawley and said, oh, it's being greenlit. They're doing it. It's going. Because remember, uh, Chris Pine walked away.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: He, he didn't want to. He said no to the last one. And him yeah. worth. Yeah. That's so
0: a, I don't know what's what is going to move is, <laughs> forward with that. Yeah. That's your
1: main guy. And I feel like they, I mean, they made it clear that this one is the next one in that series. Yeah. So it involves Kirk and that crew. So did they – Catch Except, things up yeah. with Christmas. I mean, I haven't you know. heard that, but uh, we—I mean, you don't know, but
0: haven't heard that. I, me either. So we it's don't really be... miss a lot. So no, it's I feel gonna
1: like be interesting to see how that's going to go down. Are, is the storyline they kill Kurt? I, I don't know. I mean, because last I heard, he just wasn't doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Mm.
0: Right. Yeah, but it seems like a lot of people are also hopping on the faith-based films uh, bandwagon because, I mean, they're just doing great at the box
1: office. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah, and and when you have somebody that's able to have a successful film like that, come in under budget, make a lot of money for the mm-hmm. studio, you want to bring them on, right? Exactly. So Devin Franklin, mm-hmm. the producer behind a bunch of the faith-based films, um, Jennifer Garner and Queen Latifah's Miracle from Heaven. He just signed a first look deal with Paramount Pictures. Yeah, um, and we should say the one that he's got coming up, his next one coming up, not faith based. No. Um, it's the one that we were making fun of the name. You know, the the flaming hot you know movie about the Cheetos. Yeah, the guy that came up with the flaming hot Cheetos yeah. thing with Eva Longoria. That's his next movie coming yeah. up. That's the you know so. Um, that okay, one's going to be interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm actually excited about. It. Think the founder, but with Cheetos, yeah, like flaming hot thinking. Cheetos. That's going to be really interesting. But they brought this guy on first look deal. Um, and before that, he was the senior vice president of production at Sony and TriStar. So yeah. um, I think you know. Like you said, you you have a proven track record. You have some hits come out. You can bring movies in under budget and make a shit ton of money. You're going to get signed to a first look deal. So, and Paramount clearly has got some money to spend. The merger's about to be done. Um, you know, with CBS Viacom, which is the parent company mm-hmm. for uh, Paramount, and they've, you know, they, they they got some stuff, and they're and they're trying to land some people. So, good for them. I mean, yeah gonna follow that i'm excited like you said about the flaming hot cheeto movie i think it's gonna be good oh yeah Uh, it sounds ridiculous but it's gonna be good (laughs) um amazon because we can't not talk about amazon right of course um well let's start with the big one lord of the rings series has already received an early season two which is crazy
0: because like i hate when they do this because we need need to see see the the first season. season first Just Just because, because, like, you don't know if it's it's going to be be successful successful. fan-wise. If the fans and the critics are not going to see it and you already give it a season two, you're just burning money. Exactly, and they've
1: already determined that it's going to be the most expensive show ever shot, okay? It's already spending massive amounts of money, hasn't even started shooting yet. That's the crazy thing. It's still in pre-production, getting ready to shoot, but hasn't started shooting yet. And then... You re- I think the problem is, is that when they made this huge deal for the rights, remember they locked themselves into multi-season yeah, contracts. Exactly. So they feel like, well, now we got to like at least make two yeah, seasons. Exactly. But I mean, that's a dangerous game, man. I don't know. Like you said, excuse me, guys, had a little revisiting my barbecue right. um i don't under i mean it's risky because it's going to be and we and you know what i just want to say this to all of our fellow media people out there you know the the trades and like all these stop using pictures of from the movie yeah. it has nothing to do with the movie these people are not in it yeah, stop exactly. you know it, it says lord of the rings renewed for early season two and then they're they're showing like frodo i know it's a weird shit frodo is not I in know. it he's not in it <laughs> like stop using images from the films that's driving me nuts yeah because it's misleading the people i
0: agree it's just fucking everywhere but and so no yeah sense. this
1: is weird though because they're gonna apparently after the first two episodes of season one are shot, then they take like this big five-month gap mm-hmm. off, and that's when they're going to be mapping out and laying out season two or whatever. They said that's normal because it's so heavily in, in the special effects and all this kind of – that they shoot the first two episodes and they take this big gap to get everything kind of squared away you know, before they start shooting the remainder of the season or whatever. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yet, I don't man. know. I'm hoping yeah. for huge things because I was a huge fan of the films, but I'm just – I don't know. Yeah. Um, Elvis's granddaughter is in the building. Oh, in shit. the building at shit. Amazon. <laughs> yeah. Riley Keogh. if you guys don't know, by the way, because she's pretty popular actress right now. She's been in a bunch of stuff. That's Elvis's granddaughter, y'all, if mm-hmm. you were unfamiliar. Um, that's why the joke, uh, in the building. Um, she is set to star as Daisy Jones in the upcoming Amazon original series, Daisy Jones and the Six. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, this this is based on the best-selling novel uh, from the same name. Um, and let's see. What, Daisy Jones and the Six, it's a musical drama detailing the spectacular rise and horrible fall of a renowned rock band during the 70s. Mm.
2: So
1: this is going to be... Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. That's that's what the 70s was for anybody. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And it's going to be set on the L.A. music scene. That'd be cool. So you know it's sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Exactly. Um, Yeah, that sounds interesting to me. Uh, I mean, you know, they did something similar... With that called vinyl on mm-hmm. HBO that did not kinda of, with Olivia Wilde so inside kinda of didn't. Mick Jagger was behind that one. Mm. And I thought it was brilliant. I watched it and I thought it was great, but just did not connect and, yeah. and didn't get picked back up. But so we'll see about this one. I don't know. I mean but it definitely sounds like an interesting premise.
0: Yeah, I agreed, man. Agreed. I' oh so much man we have so much to talk about now it's time to go over to nbc universal yes man, holly hunter has joined the cast of tina fey and robert Kolok's upcoming nbc drama uh comedy uh uh the good place
2: yeah yeah well well
1: yeah ted danson from the good place yeah. uh this one doesn't have a name yet but this is the one that we talked about. Remember Tina Fey said she had written something specifically for Ted Danson, yeah. but they couldn't do it because he wasn't done with The Good Place yet? Yeah. Well, we t- I guess that was like, I don't know, a few episodes back, uh, I'm sure. Look at the descriptions and <laughs> listen to the podcast. You'll hear it. I think I want to say it was about a month ago we talked about it. But I, he's done. Good yeah. Place is over. So now he's moving forward with this, and they've cast Holly Hunter as the female lead. Uh, this is the one that, that she said was about the, the guy that was running for mayor of L.A. that had, like, all the wrong reasons why he was doing it right. and no clue about actually how to be a mayor. Um, That's what this one is. So Holly Hunter is involved. And, I, I mean, guys, Holly Hunter and Ted Danson and Tina Fey is the mastermind behind it. I know we, we talk about risk, risk, risk. That's yeah. not a risk, guys. That's going to be a hit on NBC. People are going to watch that show. It's going to be good. I, I, I'm I'm just saying that right now. So if it comes out and it's not, I'm going to be pissed. But I think it's going to be a huge hit. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying.
0: Yeah. Just well, so. Something else that's apparently a hit, the Kelly Clarkson show is just rocking and rolling. It got renewed for season two.
1: Yeah. The, it's airing on all over the country. 100% of the markets in the, in the country right now. And apparently it's killing in the ratings it's the number one new syndicated talk show um okay i right. mean you know i i never really pictured kelly clarkson as a talk show host no. or, or variety yeah. type show kind of a thing but she's funny she's yeah. got a really fun personality and i mean you see her go the back and forth with blake and you know yeah. everybody on the show so i mean maybe that works maybe if it's just her sitting there having a good time with the people that she has on it maybe that's why it's working yeah definitely. i mean so you know all right <laughs> i don't see carpool karaoke is pretty popular so um, the guy from behind carpool karaoke not james corden by the way he's coming out with something private dickerson's a single camera comedy um interesting so we thought we'd mention that for nbc
2: yeah
1: oh this next one excites me this Mm -hmm. this one i'm really excited about sony Mm -hmm. everybody's jumping on this you know the king thank Thank the king, not Elvis, yeah. not LeBron, because you know he moved out to LA. He's got this big production deal. We're right. seeing everybody kind of jump on board with this. Well, of course, Steph Curry. How I can mean, how can he be like? Hey, if LeBron yeah, can do it, yeah, exactly. Steph Curry and John Legend mm-hmm. are teaming up for a Sony picture. That's cool. signing day, and uh, uh, this is what I'm really excited about. You know what it is? The modern day Jerry Maguire is what they're billing yeah, it as. Really? <laughs> From it's a female great. point of view, yeah. A female point of view. That sounds awesome to me. Yeah. Um. I, I just. I think it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. It's written by Adam Hoff. It's going to be a female lead. Uh, and yeah, it's going to tell the story of uh, being described as a female Jerry Maguire who's attempting to sign this huge sports you know figure. Um. I, th- I think that sounds brilliant. Yeah. It sounds brilliant. Agreed. A female Jerry Maguire. I think that only makes sense in yeah. today's era. Agreed. And I mean. I, by the way, can I just say they should have David David Hayden Jones in it. He should his agent character yeah, I mean, should be in it just yeah. as just as like a, I think that would be hilarious. It'd be hilarious. Um, <laughs> Sony, bro. am. Yeah,
0: I mean they're they're kind of uh, following Disney's path a little yeah. bit. or at least trying to.
1: Five hundred million dollars. They just bought up AT and T's stake in the game show network. Yeah, for half a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. So now they will own a hundred percent of the multimedia company that owns yeah. the Game Show Network. Um Daytime that's TV, man.
0: I feel like a lot of people like dog daytime TV, but there's a lot of good shit on there. Yeah that and, a lot and, of people like. I
1: mean you know, and I think Game Show Network has done a really good job of taking classic old ones and then new ones. You know, and, and and combining them and making a network out of it, and people are liking it. They brought back whammy, you know, yeah. like pressure, luck, and like all. Exactly. And for anybody who doesn't know, Sony is behind Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy. Yeah. So I mean, you know, they're just trying to get in on all these other game shows, exactly. and like, I, I think it's a smart move. It seems to be a popular thing right now, yeah. and you know, that's yeah. yeah. well, we'll see. Yeah, Sony. So, yeah. I, I just one question for Sony: yeah. When it happens? I don't want it to happen. When it happens. Who are you replacing Alex with? Yeah, right. That, that's... Like, Sony. That's all you gotta know. We have we have a suggestion, right? You yeah. Know what I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Neil Patrick Harris. That's yeah. all we're saying. We're throwing that out there. Boom. We're throwing that out there. Not that he, he, I mean Alex is irreplaceable, guys. He he just cannot. But if you gotta stick somebody in new and you gotta do it different, but sit Neil Patrick. That's all we're saying. Yeah. We're gonna leave it there. <laughs> DGA. Yeah. Directors Guild of America. Well, it just, it's a, oh. uh, this is good news, though, guys. <laughs> we're, we're a little out of it. It's okay. It's all right. DGA is reporting in a report. <laughs> that makes sense because they're reporting in a report. That would be good. Uh, the TV industry has made major gains in diversity. Yes. that This is a good – half. Of all the TV episodes in the current season, 2018-19 season, were directed by women or directed by uh, people of color for the first time, half. Yeah. The percentage of episodes directed by women was up 31%, more than doubling in the past five years. The percentage of episodes held by people of color rose 27%, to a new high of 27%, increasing more than 40% in the past five years. Um. Good. Yeah. It's about time. Um, it's sad that it took this whole Me Too culture to get this moving. Yeah. It, it should have happened a long time ago, but those numbers are good. Those numbers are great. Mm-hmm. It's a good start. Hopefully we balance out and it's even, you know, because right. you see it's still under – you know, 50%. 50% of all the shows total, but still the main number themselves is under 50 Hopefully we get it up there. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, but that's good news. Congrats to the DGA. Nice diversity. We're seeing some movement. Let's keep that going.
0: Right, right. Ugh. Wow, we teased this a little bit earlier. Fucking so stupid shit. Uh, Julia Roberts, apparently Harriet Tubman's screenwriter and producer, Gregory Allen Howard, revealed that Julia Roberts was suggested by the studio exec to play the um, (laughs) anti-abolitionist. To play Harriet Tubman. What the fuck?
1: Yeah. How does this make sense? Now, this is crazy, first of all, because we know, but for any of y'all out there who aren't, sometimes films take forever, guys. Yeah. This film was originally pitched 25 years ago. 25, 25 years to get this thing to the screen, okay? But yeah, apparently he made this pitch, and... People in the room, I guess coming off of Pretty Woman and the success of Julie, because this is 25 years ago, puts it 94. So she's coming off of the all the huge, prime Julia Roberts movies, right? right? So they suggest, hey, it should be Julia Roberts. What? <laughs> yeah, makes one, no, makes sense. One person of color in the room, one black person in the room, they're the ones who said, excuse me. Yeah, what the fuck? That this might not be a good idea. This might be a problem. Yeah. Harry Tubman was black to which apparently the executive responded hey it was so long ago nobody'll know the difference mm.
0: yeah fuck <laughs> what <them>. yeah <laughs> what they're teaching this in
1: the children's education oh. books what the fuck <laughs> nobody will know the difference right super stupid thank god we've come at least as far as we've come yeah. in the 25 years because yeah, that is just beyond ridiculous Mm-hmm. Speaking of beyond ridiculous, guys, I thought this was over. I thought this was over, but here he is again in the show, again in the show. Our our favorite Jussie Smollett. Mm-hmm. He is actually filing a malicious prosecution counterclaim lawsuit in federal court against the city of Chicago. What the fuck? He's suing the city, the police department and several officers. Uh, it names Superintendent Eddie Johnson as well as the two brothers that he paid to <laughs> jump him, to jump him. Um, stating that as a proximate result of the wrongful conduct engaged by the... People in this suit, the the police and the brothers, uh, Mr. Smollett has suffered and continues to suffer substantial economic damages as well as reputational harm, humiliation, mental anguish, and extreme emotional distress. Jussie, you did that to yourself bro it's like
0: nothing is gonna change what you did in that entire like what nine months that everybody at least in the united states was confused as fuck yeah not gonna lie no
1: everybody because you wanted to take him at his word exactly but apparently there is a whole lot of proof to say that it wasn't you know you couldn't take him at his word everybody came forward you you, they had the checks they had the brothers buying the shit they had all this to kind of prove dude you're lucky you're not in jail exactly okay you 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 committed a crime you reported a false hate crime that's a felony bro Mm -hmm. mail fraud when you mailed the shit to yourself that's a felony bro you should be in jail but you're not, so be smart enough just to shut the fuck up exactly. and walk away. <laughs>
0: you know what I'm thinking. He doesn't have enough money to sustain himself for at least three years. Go away for three years, and then I bet you could pop back up, maybe.
1: Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. 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 But I mean, the funny thing is, is because I think you're right, I think, and well, even the statement claims it's financial distress. He's in financial distress. The whole thing stemmed because he wanted a raise. Yeah. Exactly. Dude, you're making like almost 200000 a week.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You're on 20-something episodes. You do the math, guys. If you're hurting and you wanted a raise... Yeah. You need a better accountant, yeah, bro, exactly. or it a different lifestyle. Because I feel like you should have been doing okay. Exactly. And now you you can't get paid at all. Exactly. Nobody wants to book you for your singing shows. Nobody wants to you know have you make personal appearances. You sure ain't getting back on TV. No. So
0: I hope that was a good Subway sandwich. Exactly, a really
1: good Subway sandwich. <laughs> and uh, maybe you should have just stuck with one hundred and fifty grand a week. That's all I'm saying.
0: Yeah. Idiot. Oh
1: man. Okay. Well, I, I mean, I hate to end it on that, but there it is. There it is. I, let, let's. I want to just throw back out happy stuff. Forget Jussie. Baby Yoda toys now available. Now available. Go get you some Baby Yoda toys.
0: I just want to end it
1: happy, man. Oh, Baby goodness. Yoda. Baby so Yoda. So fucking funny. <laughs> well,
0: let's get this thing started. It is now time for our guest segment. We got the one and only Patrick Art Walker coming on the show. Oh man, this interview Co-nick. is so freaking fun. ko Whatever, freaking. <laughs> mcdreamy meredith's love meredith is a son and she is unstoppable i'm just saying quoted by the christina yang and maybe Derek shepherd i don't know um <laughs> from
1: the from the grave oh! uh,
0: yeah exactly uh, but man we've got so much to talk to patrick about he is a young up-and-comer creator and just a phenomenal actor. He's got so much to talk about. Oh,
1: yeah. This guy's been on we, – we, we poke. I, he, the only things he – you know, that he isn't just the resident in Grey's Anatomy. This guy's been on a bunch of stuff. And like you said, he's a creator. He's working on a bunch mm-hmm. of stuff. Atlanta-based. Yeah. You know? And, uh, yeah, this is going to be really exciting. I think this is another one that I'm so happy to do because it's people like Patrick and the people that we have on – that inspire the people trying to get in the industry this yeah. guy did it right and, yeah. and and he's killing it so this is gonna be an exciting
0: one patrick welcome inside the crazy ant farm man hey man thank you so much for having me not a problem not a problem you've just been killing it right now on the tv content game i mean you got the resident Grey's anatomy that story you had on Grey's anatomy that was pretty crazy with uh, deluca's dad and that whole thing yeah. <laughs> yeah that's super crazy we're gonna talk about that yeah
1: i gotta tell you you got us in a little battle me and logan a little battle because i'm a big resident fan and he's a big Grays fan and so like we got you know, <laughs> you know you are caught in the middle my friend <laughs> yeah we're, i had the you know Grays date that audition came through and
0: i was like you know what man it would be great to be on Graze as well right yeah
2: absolutely <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So funny, so funny. Well, what we like to do is we like to introduce you to our listeners who might not know who you are. So we like to start with, how did you get started in the entertainment industry? We see you're from Florida, so how did you yes. get interested in the acting game? So how did it all come about, man? So
3: basically, when I was um, when I was really really young, I had a teacher in school who um, we would do like a play. I was like a, a Christian school when I was young, like a small school in Jacksonville, Florida. Mm-hmm. And she she says, "Who wants to do this play?" And everybody's like uh, raising their hands. And I remember being like, no, nah, I don't want to do no play. <laughs> yeah. And the teacher would say like, okay, you'll be the one to be um, like the lead of our small play. It was like a two or three person play. Yeah. And I remember like the opening, like doing doing it in front of like, you know, parents and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like the feeling I had being on stage in front of all these people. And I mean, it started then and then I didn't do any acting from then because like just uh, my, um, my life, uh, like where I was around at the time wasn't it, it, like I didn't have an art influenced life, you know, like it right. wasn't any artist like in my family or anything. Mm-hmm. So and it was just something I, I felt like was a little too big for me. So mm-hmm. I just kind of let it go. And then when I graduated high school, um, I did not know exactly what I wanted to do. And I was like, you know what? Um, I'm going to try this acting thing. So I moved to Atlanta.
2: Nice. I went to
3: a community college for like three semesters. Mm-hmm. And I booked my first like small co star role on Constantine. Nice. And I was like, I got a, I got a fitting. They, they called me and say, they texted me and said, "Hey, I'm a fitting today at like 12. And I think it was like nine in the morning. <laughs> but I left class at that moment because I was like, you don't know, want to be ready for this fitting. Whatever the right, thing is. right. <laughs> and um, like I ended up finishing that semester and then that was it. Like from that point on, I just um, was fully and I started cl- acting act classes and things of that nature. And once I was, I just got fully immersed into it. It's all history from that
0: that's awesome man that's awesome i mean we hear from uh, quite a few guests honestly who they kind of just go through school because that's kind of like the thing that society has told you you kind of had to do for so long but then you kind of dabble a little bit in the acting game and then once you know your number gets called and then you finally get on set man that's awesome yeah
3: yeah that's how it was and constantine that's a good one to start with seriously it was and the thing was it was it was exciting because um I mean it was uh, it was NBC right, right. Was like, oh man I booked the NBC you know and it was like a few lines in the scene and they ended up there was a guy who had way more lines than I did in the scene and they ended up cutting all the audio of both of our uh, uh, like, they ended up cutting that scene extremely short which yeah. makes sense for the story mm-hmm. but um my character held a gun
1: at Constantine in the scene so like that part made it like I'm standing there like pulling this gun on Constantine uh-huh, and, then, uh-huh. and, then, and then you know it was cool you know it was um, it was, you know, unique, a unique experience. Definitely, yeah. man.
0: Definitely. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. I mean, you said uh, starting out in Atlanta, so what's uh, the difference between the Atlanta film and television scene and the L.A. film and television scene? So, Atlanta, and I love Atlanta so much. It's, it is,
3: like, I love the community. It's, it's very much that, that, that stereotype of, like, the South, like people being nicer in the South, and, and L.A. is
0: just a little more, uh, not as, not as, um, authentic. Mm-hmm, <laughs> and yeah, South. definitely. So, it's limited, like, cause in the South, like, the filmmakers, like, the independent scene and the in-classes, people are very supportive of each other, you know? Mm-hmm. if somebody's doing a movie premiere, it's just, like, more, they get a lot of support. And that in Atlanta was a good place to start because
3: I got, you know, so many shows just being there because, um, you know, all of the movies were shooting in Atlanta. All the right. shows were shooting in Atlanta. Right. And they needed, you know, local actors to fill those spots, and it gave me a chance to um, just really get some great credits on my belt where um, I feel like if God would've led me to start in L.A., it would have been a different, um, it could have been possibly a little more challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't think I would have had nearly as many credits as, as I would have had. So I did the work there
0: and then got with the big agent and then ended up coming to LA with the little with something under my belt already. So it worked out. Yeah, and I mean that's great for our listeners to hear as well because our podcast is strictly built on Helping the up-and-comers trying to break into the entertainment game, so it helps a lot Uh to know that because New Orleans and Atlanta, I feel like a lot of people can get their feet wet there and build up their credits, Uh like you said, and then move out to Los Angeles and have something under their belt to give them something a little bit more like notoriety, basically. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, and, and I mean, like you, you also mentioned. I mean, the, the the caliber of the shows and projects that are shooting in Atlanta right now, you know, while while all the money's being funneled through L.A., obviously, yeah. but I mean, these are these are high end productions, high end television shows, high end films that, that are coming out of there, and and I mean, it, the, the community that I mean, they have. I, I love that you said that because they have built like this massive film community in that state, mm-hmm. you know, and and, and the, it's overwhelming the support that they show to to the people that come in and out of there on a regular basis for these projects yeah yeah that's true very true well I, okay so i want to jump in because i thought you were absolutely phenomenal on the resident man i, I just i i, I started binge watching it and, and you know and i jumped in and i just thought your storyline with the whole heart patient thing and then of course falling in love with the doctor and i mean you know you got to make things complicated right so I, I just thought it was absolutely brilliant dude the way that the way that you pulled it off i thought the chemistry that you had between all all of your fellow actors was amazing um it's not easy to do man to pull off that kind of a role you know, and, and I thought it was just brilliant, man. Thank you, bro. Thank you
3: so much. That means
1: a lot. Yeah, I do, and I, you know, I'm hoping. i you know, it just we see more stuff like that from you because, like I said, it, it was just it's it's not one of those things. You, I thought the humor that you brought to the role because, it, I mean, come on, man. Yeah, this is a guy with a heart problem who's who's you know got a transplant and he's going through some serious shit. But you were able to d- deliver some humor in through it all and kind of keep it real. And I thought that's what made it work so well. Yeah.
3: The, the great thing about that show is that and I love The Resident because it, it will always be like the like one of the big um, one of the big I guess not not milestone but one of the big moments of my career was just a, a very um, a career defining uh, credit
2: to, 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 to kind of get me to into bigger doors but absolutely right. that character was only supposed to have one episode right oh nice he um,
3: I mean, was a one, one episode guest star in the beginning mm-hmm. we shot because um, they did a double feature so I mean a double premiere so it was uh, episode one Mhm. And, um, and two premiered in um, on two nights back-to-back mm-hmm. to kind of introduce it to the world. And um, I remember uh, we, sh- we had shot my episode and they called me like a few weeks later and was like, hey, we moved some... St-. It was like two guest stars in that episode. Mm-hmm. And um, I think they ended up replacing the first scene or pushing the first scene that was supposed to be the first scene back and ended up writing a whole new first scene for me because of what they really enjoyed from what I did on set. Mm-hmm.
2: And... They just gave him like made him a science teacher, and I was like, "Oh man, that's so much more." Because he was just a, a heart transplant patient, yeah. And then like they ended up adding in like the whole like classroom scene for me,
3: and then it then brings in more actors. And funny enough, like I taught an acting class in Atlanta, and uh, one of my the other teachers, she was also that was also cast that scene. So it cool that like you know both of us got a chance to be in the same scene together. And, like they just end up building the um, the storyline way beyond what I expected it to be because. I didn't expect any of it. I was like, okay, one episode, I'm gonna come in, I'm gonna do my thing. I'm a gonna... because it was already great material, mm-hmm. right? In, 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 ten episodes later, you know, it, it, it all works out. But it really, and it really built the character around like my personality too. So I was really grateful that um, they allowed me to jump through, you know, emotional hoops and do different things to
1: kind of show like some range on the show. Absolutely. I, I, can, I can totally see and I'm glad you told that story that they came in and like rewrote the whole classroom scene and added that and everything because that was intense, bro. Yeah. That, for anybody it who hurts. hasn't seen it, the classroom, here's a science teacher and he's got the doc in and they're doing this little presentation and boom, heart attack. And you're like, oh shit, what? Yeah. It, it was yeah. so intense, yeah. man. But yeah, great stuff, man. Yeah, thank
0: you. And I mean, that's just kudos to you as well because it shows what type of person, what type type of uh, characteristics you bring to the on set atmosphere. Absolutely. So it shows that they want to work more stuff with you in it. So that's just awesome to hear, right. man. You're killing it. Yeah. The the um and I always say like
3: to my um to my like my friends who are actors and just in general there's there always has to be a um I feel like you have to have a searchable quality like something that makes people go and look you up, and right. they see you. Like, I know I did Grey's Anatomy. Like, I think my IMDb jumped like crazy when I oh, did I Grey's I bet, I and bet. It just, it was, yeah, it jumped, and it was just like, and I had one really good, and all I knew was that one really good scene, and I knew it, I was like, hey, going into the scene, I, I, I wanna deliver this, because this will
2: give the world, like, this will make them say, who is this guy? So kinda right. like every show, I try to find moments where I can say, okay, I
3: wanna search this guy, because I wanna see, where he goes I want to see like what he does next you know so I mean I try to factor all those things into like also building like a, a really great character but like giving the audience something that they can like hold on to even like the, the whole heart transplantation that's a really serious thing yeah. exactly so once I've been doing so much research um I was like and I had asthma as a like like majority of my life so I was gonna like in, a, in and out of the hospital when I was young mm-hmm. so I kind of knew what it felt like to like be like with a shortage of breath so like the, the authenticity I was like that the character has to have on top of like this courage it is like very much if somebody's in a hospital at this moment right now watching the show like they can watch this performance this episode and be like moved enough to, to find courage in their own situation so I'm really trying to like break through like, you know like the human spirit mm-hmm. while doing these
0: you know, projects like that, you know? Yeah, and it's awesome, too, because you're bringing your real-life experience into the actual role, which actually, like, right. it helps, like like you said, progress the character and get people to connect with them more because they could obviously tell that you know what you were talking about or you know what you were doing in that scene, so that's awesome to hear. Right.
1: Yeah, man. I also think that approach is really good when because I, I feel like that's the way you grab people if you're a bad guy exactly. as well like because you know you don't want to be the villain that everybody hates you want to be the villain that everybody wants to hate but likes exactly. you know and is rooting for i feel like that approach that you just said that you bring to the characters you're like well but but i i like this guy he's a he's an asshole but yeah. i like this exactly. guy you know and i think right. that's great right. so because you want people yeah, talking yeah. right <laughs> yeah you do because that, that's what it's about I mean at the end of the day, it's like um, you bring your yourself and, you know, you create these characters and you work the craft,
3: you're a craftsman mm-hmm. of this thing. And, like, a part of, like, the craft building that, like, I think people, like, can forget is, like, the audience factor. It's like, hey, I'm doing this for me, you know, I'm, I'm right. you know, I'm, I'm having this moment, it's my character, it's me, 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 and it's like nothing essentially is for us. It's, it's all, you know, the audience for all the other actors. I mean, I find that I do, like, the, most, the best emotional work
2: when I'm projecting all my energy to my partner in the scene. Left right. It, saying, oh, I'm going to do this crying thing in this scene. It's like, hey, if
3: I give them all this energy, then it'll roll off of them right back to me and then I'll find myself in the emotion that I need to be in, you know? So, And with the bad the bad guys are even fun. They are even so much more fun. Cause I love, like, and I'm writing, a sh- I'm writing a show right now, and the whole thing is kind of like that, um, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio in, um, in uh, Wolf of Wall Street and mm-hmm. your uh, Matthew McConaughey and
0: gold. Right, he's a salesman but it's like you love these like guys who do this illegal stuff you know it's like why do we love the guys who do the bad thing right right (laughs) like Like for yeah i'm watching all these shows and trying to figure out okay what is it um about walter white that we could like walter is he name white In, in breaking bad yeah yeah
3: Yeah, like, what is it about him that, like, that we connect to?
0: Okay. And it's, like, all these
3: different shows that I love with all these
0: really, really bad dudes.
3: Exactly. I love him so much. I
0: know. know. It works. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And, I mean, your character in Power is also type of the same way because he's getting a cut off the top from uh, that politician Tate's... funding that uh campaign funding so it's all sorts yeah. of like in that whole show power is built off of like a criminal empire and you're wondering why do you like this family so much and you do like this dynamic so much so well, yeah it's well. awesome actually i think your character would be awesome in one of the power spinoffs because you've been in it for an episode for like the past three seasons now so i think he would be awesome yeah. in one of the spinoffs
1: agreed yeah but- thing about these is that the, the off is
0: um is, is well 50 cents in an interview that is 48 hours after the finale oh so shit my, my character like spoiler alert to the people who haven't seen it he died mm-hmm. in episodes like two episodes ago Ah,
3: spoiler so, alert like, yeah sister, like, <laughs> trying to figure out how like how to like can he for the next one because the thing is with power yeah it's like one of the it's like one of the biggest shows on television right now and mm-hmm. it, Brandon at did a lot like as far as like Searching, but like power was like I, I have never jumped that that much. I think, I might yeah. think my my IMDB lived to like 1600, 16 you know, like whatever it is. But like I only check it when I, when shows when big shows come out and yeah. I watch it like jump all the way to like six thousand, like something way lower than I expected. Right. But then the character is so wild in the, in the um in this most recent episode
0: that you know it'll make you look. You know, it'll make you want to find them because, like, they going yeah. some crazy stuff in the episode, you know, so. Hell yeah. It's, it's fun to, like, to bounce. And that's what my agents, when I found my agents, was, like, have these different characters under the same, um, like, the same person doing, like,
3: these very different, oh, we got a lovable book guy here, and tonight mm-hmm. he's, like, this really bad dude. I and mean, then, oh, over here he's this college student. So, like, those things help
0: to help to put me in a better position as well. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Well, you mentioned something about writing as well. Uh, th- is that a new thing that you like to do, or was it like part of the part of the act the whole time? Like, were you always planning to be a writer, actor, model, stuff like that? So, how's that going? Uh, it was.
3: Well, in 2015, um, the Academy Awards had uh, like the Academy Awards had like you know your um. It was, it was a team officer category. What is it? The producers of the of the Oscars, they will have um, young filmmakers all over the world like submit like a um, a sixty second short film, mm-hmm. and um, and I won back in twenty fifteen. So they um so like I was on the Oscars in twenty fifteen, like on the stage, they brought me out. It was me and like five other people, um, and like they said, oh, and they said our names on the Academy Awards stage,
2: and that was a big, the big a big moment in my career because like I think I had to book in a movie like the next month. Like, oh, hell yeah! After, the next. The next month but I was already obvious, you know so it's like
3: okay but um so like that um kind of getting that validation from like that high you know from the Academy Awards was special because mm-hmm. I'd done like a few short films before that mm-hmm. and like won like a few awards but like we did that one and then like um I ended up doing a movie and um like another short and it was
2: like it put, like two shorts were playing on like Virgin Airlines for, for like three months at a time mm-hmm.
3: and um I did one at one a film festival here then they took it over to Cannes um so like, you know, the, the show films are doing so well and then I started booking TV, a lot of a lot of work. Mm-hmm. So I kinda slowed down on it, but mm-hmm. it's like now it's to the point where I'm like, Okay, well, you know, um, like an actor, I feel like actors like are like if you're not if you're not working or you're not auditioning, then you can feel you can get in that
2: space where you feel really you, know, you can feel depressed, you can feel like you're not you're not worthy, right. all these different things. Right. Um, so I always just create
3: in the meantime, like really focus on creating in the meantime and, and getting this uh, like shooting stuff to to take to, like, you know, hey, here's the, hey, pr- uh, producer, like, you know, director, run of run the episode, like the Ezekiel Bruce and Verdi show that I've been on. Like, hey, I shot this really dope, uh, this really dope pilot here, this really dope trailer, you know, check it out. So just creating work that, like, you know, I don't have to wait for somebody behind the desk to say, oh, he's good enough for, oh, he, um oh, it's, these two guys run for the same role. This guy's light skinned black and this guy's dark skin we're gonna go with the light skin guy mm-hmm. and it's just so many so many factors that go into like booking a role so and it's just like it's better to create something and then you could put your own stuff i could catch me all my homies at the house mm-hmm. who are exactly. also amazing actors put all of them in it and then you know see what happens you know you never know what you know what'll turn up from that so writing has been like this very much energized thing as far as um the past few months uh, but like something that's been around for uh for a while now
0: yeah that's awesome to hear because we have had a a lot of guests come on and say it's basically 90% auditioning and 10% actually acting so it's awesome you actually still like keep busy basically on your off time because like you said it is so much trying to get connected to a character that you have to audition for that you may or may not get so you're trying to make yourself into so many different people at once but if it's not working out, then might as well create your own stuff, especially when you can upload your stuff to like Amazon Prime or YouTube now where basically everyone can see it. Yeah, I mean, and the thing is, there's,
3: there's so many ways to get in the door. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, It's like the same talk that I have with all my friends. There's so many ways to get in. And you'll get in like when it's, when it's your moment, when, it's, when, it's, when, when, you know, opportunity meets preparation meets God. Mm-hmm. Like everything will line up exactly how it should. But in order to not wait for that moment, like let's go and create that moment for ourselves exactly. instead of like waiting on the perfect audition and the the perfect time I walk into a, a producer on the street. Forget that. Like let me go make it, and then and then <laughs> and then it'll happen uh, more, uh, more on my own accord. You know, mm-hmm.
1: absolutely. And I think that's solid advice because. Well, another thing that you brought up when you made the example of, of you know, well, we're going to go with a light skin as opposed to a dark skin. There are so many factors that you have no control over. You could give the no best control. audition of your life, but you have no control over what they decide to do or not
0: do. Exactly. So
1: the fact that you keep that positive attitude and say, hey, that didn't go my way, but I'm going to go create this or go do that. I I mean, I think that's huge for to be able to be successful in this industry. Yeah, yeah, because like, if, what if that day like the and like you just said, like, there are so many what else like, you could, I've done some amazing auditions.
3: and like, I'm definitely going to hear back from that. Mm-hmm. And then I don't. Right. And then was, I'm like, huh. Like, I just had a test for a show recently. And I was like, oh, this was okay. And then next thing I'm out testing for this show. And, you know, it's just like, you, you just never know. Yeah. And, you know, you never know what exactly they're looking for. But you will know from, like, how they call you back in, you know. So, I mean, you know what you do best, you know. And I, I teach acting class here in L.A. too, so. I always tell them, tell them, and I'll say like, hey, you know what you do best, so create work around what you do best, exactly. and then you can get on from that, and people can see that, and then from that point, then you can, you know, do
0: whatever else, but, I mean, if you can dance, write to a show when you dance with
3: Exactly. <laughs> dance, comedy, go make, go, go write a, go write a comedy and show people how, how funny or how, whatever you can be, you know, mm-hmm. just create your own opportunities.
0: Agreed, agreed. Now let's talk a little bit about the audition process, because we all know that it's basically, it's a, all about social media right now in the entertainment industry. I mean, you see so many, like, influencers getting acting jobs and just things like that. Um, do you ever get asked in an actual audition how many followers you have? You know, I have never gotten that question. Well, that's I know good. People have, but I've never gotten it that's good that's good because we we've talked to quite a few people on the show that have actually gotten ass more females than men honestly which yeah, is that's, really that's messed up. really
1: messed up but uh, yeah it's true wow yeah
0: it's super wild man even though it looks like there's so much change happening in the industry we still got some old-fashioned ways it seems like we still got a long way to go
1: it does it does yeah but you know what you do really well and I, you've dropped it several times throughout the interview, and we absolutely love it because we're huge fans as well. You are aware of your star meter presence on yeah. IMDb. We constantly refer to IMDb as the industry bible, bro, because that's where everybody goes, you know. And you, It matters what your star meter is, and I love the fact that you're aware and that you keep track of that, because I think that's hugely important. Yeah, at this
3: moment... Like when someone is in, I always say it's like a, uh, it's in queue. Like when you're like the, the what is it like in baseball?
0: You batter up like you're the one next. Right, yeah, on like, deck or whatever, yeah. On deck, on deck, yeah. Whenever you're on deck, like the world is not necessarily checking for you. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not looking for, like, I mean, obviously there's a
3: group of people, who, a fan base of people who are. Mm-hmm.
2: But outside of them,
3: the world does not know that, that you exist. Even though, like, I can, every
2: day I go somewhere, somebody's going to ask for a picture or they want to do something. Right. But the general world doesn't know, so. I M T V is just good to keep like a
3: track of like hey this is what's happening like this is okay when I do this but I, I, I found that hey when I do a show obviously the numbers go every time I do a show every no matter what I do on a show my numbers will go up and then they'll sit up for a while and then they'll go back down yeah so it's like okay what I should be doing in the meantime is, cre- is, is creating stuff so that way like the online presence will then also have people to go and check on IMDB as well. So yeah. I look at it from time to time, not too much because it fluctuates so much. Right. But when you get when you, when you're where you need to be, when you're like, you know, getting straight offers and stuff like that, when it's a little bit easier, then that stuff doesn't matter. But for now, it's good to just keep a gauge on like, okay, this is where I am right now. This is this is what's going on this side of what, what the world is doing. Yeah. And
0: stuff like that. It's just, it's
3: just a good guide.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. And when your star meter is up, do you get more calls for auditions and stuff like that, or how does that work? Um, I don't, I don't
3: think, I don't, I don't think so. No.
0: Not, a, not in my case. Yeah. Not, no, because the thing is, my star meter up. It was up, really for the past like few weeks. It,
2: it was been higher than normal, and um, it doesn't um, change the, the flow of um, the flow of auditions. Right. But the thing that does is
3: is when people like when a casting director sees it. Like I went to an audition last week and. And like the, the first thing she said was oh my gosh like I love you on a resident like I love your storyline and she went on and on and I was very like nice. yeah and that gave me the energy to like to relax it was like okay I wasn't in that sense already but like once somebody gives you like good feedback and good energy when you walk into a room mm-hmm. it, it very much like relaxes the tension in the room and it's like okay now I can perform because you're already on my side you already exactly. I can tell that you're rooting for me um and you brought me in clearly because you, you know you've seen something and, and you know just, even though the role was a lot different than the was like you saw something in a performance that made you say kill bring man so
0: it helps when you just do good work exactly exactly I feel like a lot of time when you go into a casting room you can just already feel like off the vibe if like they will go well or not like if there's somebody that's yeah. giving you the cold shoulder that you're just like well i guess that dude isn't gonna go my way but (laughs) but it's always good to have someone in your corner that has seen your stuff and i mean like we said before many times throughout the interview you're just killing it right now man and uh we loved you on iron fist too by the way you've got so much stuff that you've been on like we were a huge fan of uh the marvel shows on netflix hate to see those go but um i mean i can only imagine how much you know what they're doing with them uh, we're thinking that, because Kevin Feige just got promoted to, uh, what's the- uh, Chief
1: of- Creative Officer. Chief yeah. Creative
0: Officer, so we think Kevin Feige is going to go try to talk to Netflix to try to get that two-year suspension off and tr- maybe bring him to Hulu, but who knows, man. <laughs>
1: right the streaming industry man but that's got to be exciting for an actor right because all these all these studios coming out with their own streaming services and the demand for original content is just insane right now so for an actor or for a creator like yourself that writes and produces and directs that's got to be just like an absolute joy to go okay they're starving for original content here i am you're right yes but i'm gonna be
0: honest with you guys i'm not gonna hold anything back good
3: the the reality is that like being a creator Mm -hmm. and being african-american i am on i am so happy (laughs) 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 the fact of the matter is is that like right now in the world because of like the lack of like opportunities for so many years right and i'm so grateful to everybody who's come before me that it's like it is now to the point where like i'm writing two i'm writing a movie and i'm writing a a show and i can honestly sit here and say that i have never seen
2: either one of these things on television before
3: mm-hmm. and so many of my friends have great ideas that have never been seen before but we've seen them in um in other uh you know like it, with someone of a different um race right which is beautiful but like our experience is just different exactly we, we take moments differently exactly and, like you know um even like an uh, african american film on like mental health i'm like i'm writing it and there's no springboard like i'm looking at um uh, like uh, 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 Russell Crowe in uh, A Beautiful Mind, like, that's like a, a springboard of mine, like a, something that I use. But like, there is no exact, like, no specific person's performance besides like Cuba Gooding Jr. and in, in Radio, right? And, um, right. That's Jamie Foxx did the soloist, but mm-hmm. like, other than those two, uh, there's just not many. And it's like, it's just, a, it's be- it's, you can look at it as like a, a disadvantage, but it's like, hey, like I, I like my personal belief is like disadvantages are advantages.
2: There you, you go. Know? To me, the right. Advantages are advantages.
3: When, when you look at them from a from a full a full picture point of view. So I, I look at that original content because I got something for them. Yeah. <laughs>
1: exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, and look, I love the enthusiasm because you're right. It was at you were at such a disadvantage for such a long time, but now where it, it seems like. And, and And rightfully so, and the studios are moving in the right direction. And right now, diversity is the is the game, man. Everybody wants to be Damn. they want to show they have diversity and they want to show that they're on this track. So as an African American creator, you exactly, you're like, hell, yeah, I've got original content. Let's show diversity. Let's yeah. put it out there, right? Get it it. Get it it, man. <laughs> that's fantastic bro that yeah. is I love the enthusiasm yeah. man
0: exactly exactly and there's nothing holding you back either this is the time to live and I'm super excited about the stuff you got coming out honestly I mean it's just more reason to have you back on the show to promote those projects
3: absolutely <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah and I one great thing like is like for anybody listening think it, it works to be just a great like a good person like a genuinely good person like it, it, like people can feel that like I'm from the south I'm from Florida mm-hmm. And I, I lived in Atlanta for um, such a long time ever since I was since I was young I would go during the summers but there's this like really genuine quality that like that lives in like where I'm from and, it, and people can feel it when I'm like on set and they can feel like someone that they want to work with which is why I, I come back to a lot of shows that I've done and because it's still that genuine energy, which is why I can keep the connections beyond saying, like, hey, hey, can, can you be my friend because you're a producer? No, I'll just be a, well, we're friends because you're cool.
0: And yeah, cool. exactly. And,
3: <laughs> so you love know, that. Like, and it's like, hey, you you, you want to give work to your friends. It's like, hey, well, I'm doing this project, this, this next show I'm doing, I guess it's an indie movie. And mm-hmm. they're doing a show. And they say, hey, why don't you lead our show? They're like, great. Uh, because it was fun working with your set. You did some great stuff. So, I mean, I just think it just works being, like, an actual like, a genuinely good person. Now, the, 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 obviously,
0: like, the, the, the you know, the, there's a learning curve. Mm-hmm, because of course. you can't be too too nice all the time. But, I mean, to just be good, it, it just it works, you know? And,
3: and it, it people can believe, like, honestly believe you. I mean, you're already an act, so people are already like, good, I need to help you that. Right, right.
0: So, but, <laughs> I mean, so it's also being good. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, from our personal experience as well, like, It just shows that to be a good person and to continue the support for so many people, it pays off for the long long run. I mean, this industry is known as cutthroat, do or die, whatever. But, I mean, in our experience, like, we've met so many genuine and humble people to, like, just be a part of being or be happy about being on set in general. So, yeah, that's our experience as well. Just be a general good person, like the most decent person that you can be and good things will happen to you yeah i believe that i believe it. hell yeah Yeah. man hell yeah man this has been a really fun interview man i'm not even gonna lie it might be one of my favorites you've been like just an absolute pleasure to have on the show um what we like Uh, to do at the end of each guest segment is we like to promote the stuff you have coming up so what you got coming out soon so um just I just really, um, I just
3: uh, came back from Atlanta. I did a spot in uh, Bruce McCarthy and Octavia Spencer are doing this movie called Thunder Force. Mm-hmm. So I went down, um, like the to catch my guest to come down. I went down and, and hopped in on that for a second. Um, <laughs> and right now, it's just really just creating. I've just been in this in this zone of just creating nice um, new things. So really, just on the on the I'm on the on the bubble, you know, there like you go. That, in that little creative hibernation space getting stuff, you know, just finish writing some stuff and just going into a few meetings to um, just pitch some stuff. And hopefully I, can, I don't even say hopefully, but I believe it'll happen. So when the, get, when the time
0: comes, then we can um, make some big splat in the waves in this industry. There we go, man. I love it. I love it. I love your enthusiasm and your, your grind, man, your hustle, just to keep moving forward no matter what. Even if it's a little slow time for the acting game, you keep moving forward. I love it. Because my
3: mom got to eat at the end of the day. Exactly. If, <laughs> and, and and like, if, if she's if she not eating, then it's a problem. So, you exactly.
0: Know, the, more, the more you do, the more you can feed the family. Exactly. I love it. I love it. And what another thing we like to do is uh, have our guests leave a little piece of advice on what to do to try to break in the entertainment industry. And what pitfalls to would you say to try to avoid just so they don't go down a bad road? Okay, great. So if I
3: could give any advice, and one thing I've been coming across lately with a lot of my um, like actress friends and um, and also actor friends but more of my actress friends is like, it's this, um, it's just, I think it's important to establish like your like your morals, like what you would and would not do early mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Um, my mom made me say like what roles I would not play when I was young. There was only like two of them. So like, I, I just was very like conscious of those things. Cause like there's so many opportunities that come and you know, it's like, hey, um, at this moment, someone doesn't want to, you know, take their clothes off, you know, and it's like, hey, you don't want to do it, you know, like value yourself and you know, like hold on to that, you know. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, and, and then uh, pitfalls. Um, I think pride is a huge pitfall, or like being just like a, like a, like a. I talk about being a good person, but that person who's like the, the divas because like it's not a good, um, not a good rep for, uh, for divas and And, just about you. <laughs> and uh, so just being being humble and advice and the best advice I would give is, oh, man, this, yo, the best advice I would give is to, if, 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 if I can encourage all my, all actors to make it about the work more than about the other fluffy stuff, like the fame and the and the money and, and do I look good and how does this look, all the, because you know, it's like that, like longevity, it, you need to have, the, the work has to be good in order for you to last a long time, because the looks will fade, those things fade, but if you are good, it will last like, forever. My favorite actors have been around for a very long time. It's just their work has always been good since they were young. So, um, I would just say, like, focus on the work that you're doing and, like, really put pride into it. And, because so many people want your job. So many people want to be in a position that you're in. And, and, and it's like the thing where they say, um, you know, um, we all have struggles, but there's someone else. If we dropped all our struggles on the ground, someone else will grab them before we had a chance to pick them up again, you know? So, like, there's always somebody in a different position. There's always somebody who wants your spot. So, Get up in the morning, work, and earn what you get, you know? so So. Hell yeah, man. That's
0: really solid. That's going to help a whole bunch of people out. I'm going to have that framed, man. (laughs) I'm
1: not even going to (laughs) lie. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah oh, man. I just I, no, kid, no kidding no kidding any not even a joke we have this huge vision board on the, on the office wall man and that's going up for sure I mean I just humility right humility and be a good yeah. person I, I just I, it can't get better than that bro it cannot get better than yeah. that Yeah Oh man if you're older, I'm going to come back around
3: Thank you God not you you, you, you. If you're doing good I'll you
0: exactly agreed agreed well you know it's all about social media man so where can people follow you we're going to be promoting it like crazy where can they find you on social media
3: awesome on social media my name is um the patrick walker t-h-e patrick walker um on all my social media i think on facebook it's just patrick walker but instagram i think twitter i don't use twitter much but really instagram is the
1: patrick walker
0: Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, listen, thank you again for taking a little bit of time out of your day to come and talk to us on Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. It was an absolute pleasure, man. And uh, open invite. Anytime you just want to come back on, promote a project, or just shoot the shit about like <laughs> any any entertainment <laughs> yeah. news that you want to talk about, just come back on. You're more than welcome. Uh, where you guys
1: Where you guys at right now? We're actually based in LA, bro. We we travel a lot working on projects and stuff, but yeah, we're LA based, so. Yo, know,
3: next time, I want to come to stick with you guys. Hell
1: yeah, yeah, hell yeah, dude. That'd be a blast, man. Bro, I, I, I love it. Thank you guys so much for having me on. I mean it. I really, really appreciate people who um who just see
0: what I'm doing. You know, It's, it's hard enough to get people to, see, to pay attention. So I thank you guys for giving me the opportunity to uh,
2: spread
3: a little
0: bit of joy today. Oh, of course, man. of course. We appreciate you, and you have a great rest of the day now. You too, y'all. Take it easy. All Thanks, right, man. All right, peace. Woo! That yeah. dude, he was awesome.
1: I mean, he's got to be one of the most enthusiastic, yeah. you know, very Sam Medina. Yeah, you know, just a, like he, you can tell it. he loves what he does, and he and he's a genuinely good person, and yeah. he's appreciative of of what he has, and exactly. and I mean, I think that's I always like it when they give that advice. Yeah, like you know, to be humble and it's and don't do it for you, but mm-hmm. do it for the for your per- person that you're performing with, right. and do it for the audience, mm-hmm. and I think that is when it translates Agreed. to the audience and fans appreciate that and and you you have a long career Agreed. you know Agreed. and i do i love the diva crack yeah because you don't have long careers when you're a diva <laughs> exactly. that's just how it goes I mean, so just what a saying. great guy
0: yeah man. seriously i think he's going far
1: yeah definitely definitely
0: thank you again patrick walker for coming on the show all right now it is time for our top five segments oh man you know There was a lot of talk about all this Scorsese versus Marvel stuff, so we just want to put all that stuff to bed, we've said what we've got to say, and now it's time to appreciate some brilliant filmmakers, especially ones who have come way before us i'm just saying this motherfucker's old as shit he's about to be he's 90. brilliant he's
1: about to be 90 yeah but as he says he doesn't let the old guy in now well and, and you know we're talking about it because richard jewell is mm-hmm. getting ready to come out that's his next big one uh, mm-hmm. already oscar buzz about it and everything if you haven't figured it out yet we're talking about the man the myth the legend clint eastwood that's right clint eastwood did you guys know he's a composer too? Mhm. Yeah, he That's writes. So cool. he, I, we have we didn't even talk about all the films he's written music for. Exactly. Play Misty for me to begin with, mm-hmm. but anyway, top 5 films that Clint Eastwood has starred and directed. Yeah. Cause he and he's directed himself in a lot of huge yes. hits. So this, it, this
0: is a good one, man. It was hard. I'm not even gonna lie. I got some ones that take me way back to when oh, I was a yeah. kid. Yeah, this first one for you. Dad. I'm like, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The rookie. Oh man, just a phenomenal flick. But the next one, I believe, is even better. Million Dollar Baby. Yes, that one is so freaking good. I yeah. think it was on another one of our top fives. Like,
1: yeah, and months. you know they didn't want it.
0: Yeah. That's and, insane.
1: I mean, yeah. Million Dollar Baby was passed on even by Warner Brothers, who, like, Clint has had a lifelong relationship with, basically. And he did what we talk about with the pitches and everything. They went and they said, now nah, it's a female Rocky. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to see exactly. a female Rocky. This is never going to work. And he said, it's not a female Rocky. Yeah. <laughs> he said, it's a love story between a father and a daughter yeah. that happens to box. Yeah. And then they went for it. Yeah, exactly. They're like, Oh fuck, that will do. <laughs> yeah, you know, so that. But we've heard that time and time again. You have to. You have to when you make your pitch, make it something that's relatable to the audience. Yeah, you're right. Nobody wants to see a female Rocky, but they do want to see a love story between mom. Uh, you know, da- dad and daughter. So exactly, a brilliant, brilliant Hell guy.
0: Yeah. Hell yeah! And this next one just recently came out uh, last year or the year before, The Mule with mm-hmm. Bradley Cooper as well. This one, I think was one of his funnier ones the past couple of years. I thought so too. He was pretty funny. in He that was role. pretty
1: funny. With the thing, it's basically the breakdown of this old degenerate guy who spent his whole life being awful to his family. Yeah. But it's funny as shit. Yeah. You're right. I yeah. mean, I thought it was really fun. And we've talked about the, the passing of the torch maybe from yeah. Clint to Bradley Cooper. Yeah. As, like, you know, so I don't know. G- brilliant film though. I
0: agree with you wholeheartedly. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And this next one, I mean,. I'm a fan of young Charlie Sheen so this one makes sense uh, space Cowboys yes another great one I mean I only have a limited selection of like outer space films that are like <laughs> so this is definitely one of them and number one this is on both of our lists because I mean this is this oof. this film is absolutely phenomenal great piece of artwork especially in the filmmaking community uh, Gran Torino
1: yeah yeah Grand Torino I it's brilliant. It is. It's absolutely so good, brilliant, and I I will never forget seeing it because I saw it in the theater and and I'm in there, and it was a pretty diverse age group, you know, but majority older. And guys, if you haven't seen this film, it's extremely racist yeah. based, yeah, intentionally so though. Yeah. That's what the whole thing about is. He's this guy who's basically been brought up with this mentality mm-hmm. or whatever. But I never when when he's dropping zipper heads, damn zipper yeah, heads, yeah. and all this Vietnam talk, and these people like from that era are just knee slap, mm-hmm. literally yeah. knee slapping and laughing and getting everything yeah. that the movie is trying to say. It was just one of those films that just epic, man, absolutely epic. Good list, bro. Hey, thank, thank you. All right, now I'm showing my age here. I just said <laughs> it at the top, but play Misty for me. Mm-hmm. That was a film that nobody wanted to touch, and he literally went in and said, "Hey, let me do it." Yeah, and they were like. You want to do it? And he said, "Yeah, I want to do it. I want, I want to star in it." And they're like, "Okay." And then, then he's like, "And I want to direct it because he had never directed. This is a directorial debut." Yeah. And they said, "Okay, but we're you're going to have to do it for free.
2: Mm.
1: We're not paying you." Yeah. And he said, "Okay." Yeah. So he directed and starred in and composed. And wrote the original music for Play Misty for Me for free. That's crazy. But there you go. Yeah. That was his directorial debut and boom. Mm. Uh, he had done a lot of Westerns before that. Yeah. He was, I mean, he was a pretty popular star at that point. Yeah. But had never – this was the beginning of the genius yeah. of directing. So, so And good. he d- did it for free. Mm. Heartbreak Ridge. Yeah. If you lived in the 80s, you, you had to have loved Heartbreak Ridge. You know, adapt, overcome, improvise. Mm. I mean, just like – he's a badass. Yeah. Clint Eastwood is a badass. <laughs> and – during that movie he would have been perfect for Wolverine. yeah An older Wolverine, mm-hmm. but just he was so bad at god, so badass Grant a <laughs>
0: badass like
1: 5. Yeah, cuz Clint Eastwood, <laughs> 90 or not, is a badass. I wouldn't fuck with Clint Eastwood. Yeah. He's 90. I wouldn't yeah. fuck with him. <laughs> Grant you know, we talked about that. Like, Trouble with the curve. Mm-hmm. This one was one of my favorites that was like recent in the yeah. past few years. Um Justin Timberlake and Amy Adams about the old scout that's old school and doesn't want to do it, but he's, you know, kind of just a brilliant film. I mean, really. Br- and what I really like, if we're talking about the directing aspect of it, mm-hmm. go back and watch that film and look at Justin Timberlake. Yeah. I think it's one of his best performances as an actor. Mm-hmm. And I think that's in huge part credit to Clint Eastwood bringing it out. You know, he's a brilliant director and he brings out the talent in people. And Timberlake's a solid actor and it, it was great. And then, of course, Unforgiven. Mm, mm-hmm. Probably my favorite Western of all time. Tombstone is right there. Yeah, right okay, there. okay, okay, they're tied. They're tied. I can't, I can't, <laughs> yeah, I, Tombstone okay, is yeah. just, I, I mean, I can't give up on my Huckleberry. But Unforgiven was brilliant, though. Absolutely brilliant. From a filmmaker standpoint, everything about that film, the story, the cinematography, the direction, the acting, just everything was brilliant about that. You know, he bought it like 20-something years before he did it, and he knew this would be a film I want to do when I'm older, when I'm an older guy. And he stuck it in the drawer and then went back to it when he felt like he was at the point he wanted to do it. I mean, that's brilliant. Yeah. He's like, this is too young for me yeah. right now, but this is going to be an epic story. Let me stick it in the drawer. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's I mean, so
0: freaking cool, man. man. one
1: Oscars for it, obviously. So. Yeah. Smart man. I know, Smart right? Smart man. Oh. Clint, just, you know, come on the show, bro. Come on the show. Come on the show.
0: <laughs> come on the show. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, I great. think I'd
1: shit my pants. It'd be so awesome.
0: Hell yeah. It'd be Hell so yeah. Awesome. All right, now it's time for a little box office recap. Oh my goodness. Some stuff was absolutely bombed last week i mean especially some reboots (laughs) we are not surprised by this um charlie's angels did not do well at
1: all no (laughs) no elizabeth banks shut up yeah just stop yeah it's okay to have a bomb. Okay. As, as we learned from Mr. Rogers, it's okay. It's, it's okay, neighbor. It's, it's okay, okay, neighbor. L- look, seriously, if you don't know what we're talking about, she kind of just bashed the shit out of Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel to try to defend her flop of yeah. Charlie's Angels, saying they only succeeded because yeah. it's a male genre. What?
0: No. Uh, nobody was interested in the be- – from the get-go, so I don't even understand. No. And hold on. You have the one and only Professor X in your film. So exactly. So how are you even going to say that? I just – yeah,
1: I think – I think, just shut up. Yeah, it was absolutely. a bad film. It was a bad idea. Yeah. It's like the fourth interpretation of Charlie's Angels, the, like the second or third on film. On film, yeah. And, I mean, just – it's over. Exactly. Like, move on. Find something else. Exactly. I, I, I just mm. – Agreed. Agreed. But, but the one,
0: number, number one, was Ford and Ferrari. Ugh. That was – freaking phenomenal we held our tongue from last week but dude this one
1: so good so amazing i i I mean this is going to be a straight up battle between matt damon and christian bale for for the for the oscar i think matt damon honestly was
0: my favorite
1: oh so good he was so good as carol shelby but you can't overlook uh, as 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 miles uh Christian Bale every time he's in the car yeah and he's talking to himself and he's mm-hmm. talking to the car and he's mm-hmm. doing all these idiosyncrasy weird kind of mannerisms yeah. and like brilliant yeah. absolutely brilliant and I just but for me Bernthal John Bernthal Punisher himself the man steals the show Agreed. he uh, him is Lee iacocca First of all John Bernthal in a suit mm-hmm. y'all even have to just picture that in a suit and right. tie But he's just brilliant. Every scene he's in, he's going toe-to-toe with Matt Damon and the guys. Like, I mean, it's just brilliant. If he doesn't get the statue for Best Supporting Actor, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah, I think he was just brilliant.
0: Yeah. And I mean, the only reason I say he wouldn't is just because later in the film, he didn't have as much
1: dialogue. I agreed, but 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 he was there. He was there. He was the in. Whole even time, yeah. I mean, even in the later scenes when he didn't have dialogue, the looks. Yeah. Like when the guy told him to put, you know, slow down. That look that he yeah. shoots, he doesn't have to say. He's yeah. just like, I ought to pull out my gun and fuck you yeah. up right now. I'm <laughs> right a right fucking now. Punisher. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. But I mean, just yeah, I just I, I I I like him. I just I think, and kudos. To, to James Mangold. Yeah. This guy's a brilliant director. Mm-hmm. Logan, walk the line. Just anything this guy does is epic. Ford versus Ferrari. Go see it if you haven't seen it. Yeah, brilliant. seriously.
0: And number two last week was Midway. I don't know, mm-hmm. This one's the one that just keeps on trucking along, man. Uh, with eight Five million dollars. I predicted Charlie's Angels be in that spot. Those two flip flopped, um, but Charlie's Angels came in at eight point three million dollars. And boy, like I, I predicted at least fifteen to twenty. But man, that nope. that's a big one. Yeah. that's a big one. Uh, one that is doing fairly better than I thought it was gonna do. Playing with Fire came in at number four with yeah. eight point three million. This is the second week in the top five. Um, and I predicted five to ten million million. And uh, Last Christmas is actually doing better than I thought as well. Um, Doctor Sleep just out
1: of the top five. It's like done. Yeah. yeah. that Which is disappointing. And I'll tell you another one that I'm kind of upset that a lot of people didn't see was Motherless Brooklyn. Yeah. Because it's a brilliant film. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just one of those story driven, uh, you know, on the Scorsese side of the argument type thing. Mm-hmm. A victim of not getting enough screens for people to see it. Um, if you have the chance, go see it. Yeah. Motherless Brooklyn. Uh, and Doctor Sleep, man. Yeah. I, I loved Doctor yeah. Sleep. That one shocked me, bro. That one shocked me. Yeah,
0: seriously. But New movies that are coming out this week. We got Frozen 2 Disney. Mm-hmm. Oh, back at it, trucking along after a phenomenal summer box office year. We are back at it with some Disney shit. Frozen 2 coming out. Um, we also got A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood.
1: <sighs> we saw this one yesterday. We saw it. Uh, freaking. I, mm. it wasn't
0: what we expected. It
1: wasn't. It I wasn't. wanted
0: more. I just – I wanted more Tom Hanks as Mr. Rogers, but, guys, he's not the main character. No, He's not no. number one. If,
1: if It's called A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, but if you're going and you're looking and expecting a movie about Mr. Rogers, that's not what you're going to get. No. This is actually a dark, really sad, character-driven story about the guy that's writing the story about Mr. Rogers. Yeah. And, uh, I mean – it, yeah so just no going in that it's not a happy-go-lucky mr rogers yeah.
0: movie so it's basically about how mr rogers influenced someone so out of a
1: bad spot in his of, life yeah. yeah so just mm, yeah i don't I mean, know it's
0: interesting man it's interesting <laughs> It was. Uh, we also got 21 bridges coming out we got yes. darren lapria coming on next week so yes, listen that's gonna that be one. exciting and yeah. we're gonna
1: see the movie this week yeah. so that we can talk about it with him next week it's gonna be brilliant um yeah, I mean, Russo Brothers and Chadwick Boseman, Black Panther. Yeah. I mean, come on, guys. Right, <laughs> right. Um, movies you can still
0: go see. You got The Joker, Terminator, Dark Fate, Motherless Brooklyn, Doctor Sleep, Last Christmas, Playing With Fire, Midway, Charlie's Angels. I mean, if you want to. Probably not. But And then you got Ford versus Ferrari. This one is so good. I'll- Two and a half hours long did not feel like No, it, you guys. felt like
1: you were in the Shelby racing. Yeah. Like if It just flew by. It was yeah. that good. I'm, I'm just going to predict it right now, and I, I'm not going to do numbers like you because you, you're crazy. But I'm just going to – Disney will have two in the top five. Yeah. I think, without doubt, Frozen 2 will yeah. be number one, and I think Ford versus Ferrari will stay in the top five, yeah. and that's Fox, and that's Disney, guys, yeah. so they're I'm, making boats of fucking money. Yeah, um, <laughs> number one, I think it's going to be Frozen 2,
0: obviously, that one's just family-friendly. Oh, Phenomena. Yeah. um <laughs> 120 million to 140 million do you want to build a snowman and, i mean i really do
1: hey you know who's in that one jason ritter Who? yeah
0: jason ritter's in that's this one epic that's so epic number two it's going to be a battle between ford versus ferrari and a beautiful day in the neighborhood because i predict both of them coming in at 15 to 20 million so we'll see what happens for number two and number three. Um, number four, I think it's going to be Twenty One Bridges with around ten to fifteen million, and then number five, I got Midway with around three to five million. Interesting. So, yeah, I, like I said, Ford versus Ferrari. I think that one's going to get a lot of good word of mouth, so it might come in at number two. Past a beautiful day, I, but I also think that a beautiful day in the neighborhood has been waited on for a while. Yeah, agreed.
1: So, agreed. Um that's interesting. I mean could you imagine <laughs> like the irony of if Frozen 2 and Ford vs Ferrari come in 1 2
0: yeah no, yeah you'll That'd know what crazy. we're talking
1: about yeah. if you see ford versus ferrari yeah. it would be like you think ford versus ferrari's telling frozen two to slow down yeah. let's come, in, that, together. Let's that come that in together let's come in together yeah no <laughs> <laughs> and it shouldn't have been that close like that no. that's the whole thing i yeah. mean go see the film you know what we're it's talking so about good, man. i like that prediction though I, yeah i mean it's definitely they're they're both definitely going to be in the top five there's yeah. no doubt about it so. i agree i agree Now it is time for the IMDb Pro Top Trending Segment.
0: Oh, man, we love this app. We use it every single day to look up industry news for Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. We use it to track actors for our projects. So much shit, man. If you are an up-and-comer in the entertainment industry, you need IMDb Pro. You will not regret it. Oh, this next, or the Top Trending Movie this week. I am really surprised that it came back in the slot. Joker back in it.
1: I I just think a lot of people are talking about it where the mouth.
2: Interesting,
1: yeah. You think the well, no, because that just happened maybe, but maybe it stays there next week because of all the buzz about the sequel this week, yeah. That's interesting. I don't know, man. It's
0: yeah, it really is. Uh, this one is by no surprise top trending TV show is The Mandalorian, yeah. I without mean, that's doubt. that's everywhere, not gonna
1: lie. And it's fucking brilliant, it is. Favreau is so a good. genius, yeah, that's all I'm saying.
0: Hell yeah, hell yeah. And the top trending star this week is Pedro Pascal, who Is Is the the Mandalorian.
1: Mandalorian. (laughs) I mean, he's
0: no baby Yoda, but I mean, he's pretty good. I wonder, because Mandalorians apparently never take off their helmets, so I wonder if we're ever even going to see his face. Right.
1: Okay. I gotta tell you though, this just goes to who's ever directing, and I, I apologize for not having the name of who's directing because it's not Favro. He was too busy mm-hmm. doing something, another project that that he wasn't able to direct this season. Although he has hinted he wants to direct, you know, some of the episodes in the season two. But it's a huge credit to the director and to Favro's writing. Because not only does the Mandalorian never take off his helmet, mm-hmm. but he barely talks, yeah. and yet the story moves it's effortlessly. So yeah. like, like it's just brilliant at the at the writing skill yeah. of John Favreau to be able to push along a western without the lead character barely saying a yeah. word.
0: I mean, it's epic. Hell yeah. It's
1: absolutely epic.
0: Hell yeah! Well, let's transition into the music side of things. Um, We took this story out because we had so much freaking industry news, but did you guys hear Kanye West is making an opera? (laughs) What the fuck?
1: I'm sorry. I didn't mean to laugh.
0: Dude's crazy, man. Dude is freaking crazy. You can buy tickets. And he was at Joel Osteen's Osteen's, fucking fucking church service. I was like, what is happening? He was literally talking talking about about how God made him the best musician in the world so fucking stupid man. not this just musician not just me artist artist that's what it was the artist. single
1: greatest artist yeah. god has ever created
0: like really now what <laughs> yeah guy is crazy man I, guy is crazy get that man back on medication it's <laughs> good for you it can be good for you all
1: i'm saying is bruce jenner yeah If you stay with the Kardashians too long, I'm just saying, we don't know what's going to happen with Kanye. God bless. Get out of there, buddy. Mm -hmm. Get out of there.
0: Exactly. Well, anyway, the top of vinyl album sales on the Billboard chart toppers this week goes to Ghostine by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Mm. I know, right? Uh, we got a lot of our – a little bit more country side of things in the – Billboard chart toppers this week. Uh, top album sales goes to "What You See Is What You Get" by Luke Combs. He's apparently a really good country artist and is making his way up the charts. So okay. Good for him. He's also the artist of the week and Billboard Top 200 albums of the week. Oh So shit. I, I, yeah, he's killing it right now, and which is surprising because like I feel like there's just a certain niche or a niche for country lovers so i mean (laughs) country lovers
1: sounds Uh, like a really bad dating site uh, country (laughs)
0: lovers you find your farmer's daughter and country lovers. <laughs> Meet me in the woods on the <laughs> tractor. Like right. I
1: like her. I love her. I want someone. No, oh, no, no, goodness. stop
0: it. I know. It's so bad. Uh, top <laughs> dreaming song goes to, whoa, little baby. Uh, the digital song sales goes to Lover by Taylor Swift, mm. um, who is now allowed to perform her old songs at the AMC Awards. So good, good for her because, I mean, she had to jump through a whole bunch of hoops since her catalog got sold, but she made it happen. Um, and the top radio song of the week and the Hot 100 goes to Lose You to Love, or <laughs> Someone to Love, by Lewis Capaldi. This is, like, his third week there, so, I mean, still haven't listened to the song. I looked for it on uh, iTunes, and, like, the two... Just don't correlate. Like, the Billboard chart toppers is completely different than what's hot on Apple Music. It's so crazy. I know. Like, you feel like they would correlate yeah, with somehow, each other. Somehow, right? Like, yeah. like,
1: And I totally get you for the Lose Me to Love Me because you see, you were talking about Taylor Swift. You got to talk about I Selena don't. Gomez. I, I mean, you Yeah, that shit. It's just they're there. Yeah. They're there together. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Maybe they met on that Country Lovers. I don't know. Right? Taylor was country first. I'm yes. just saying. You don't know. We don't know. You don't
0: know. Oh, my goodness. But anyway, guys, thank you so much for tuning <laughs> into this episode of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Thank you so much to Patrick R. Walker for coming on the show. Oh, yes, again. dude. Little crazy with us, the resident. Hell yeah, make sure to follow him on Instagram, (laughs) the Patrick R. Walker, and follow us on social media at Crazy Ant Media anywhere that you are on Crazy Ant or anywhere that you are on social media because we are everywhere Pinterest, pinning shit, pinning boards, pinning stuff.
1: Yep, that's right. We are pinners,
0: Pinners. pinning um and make sure to follow us on social media our personal accounts jlo fantastic and the one and only Mao. yes crazy Ant
1: guy 1970 hey are we gonna start like a country board on pinterest we should we should we should <laughs> this is my favorite cowboy hat oh my and
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, subscribe to this podcast anywhere you listen to your podcast anchor apple podcast spotify google play music and iHeartRadio. radio and visit our website crazyantmedia.com, click on that merchandise tab and get you some Crazy Ant Media Christmas presents because who wouldn't want that? Maybe I'll design Bonk with a Christmas hat or some oh, stuff. Yeah, like, I
1: mean, you know, that'd be really cool. I mean, Christmas stockings. Yeah. Oh, oh man, that'd oh, be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. Who knows? Who knows what we'll put on there? You Hell, never yeah. know. So
0: much stuff. Just buy some so much stuff, much stuff, though. That'd be great. Oh, you know who I was actually really excited to see in A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood? Yes.
1: Oprah!
0: Oh.